This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. This is Jeff Gobb here at PWG for Tremendous... I don't even know the name of the show, but you're listening to Busted Wide Open. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. I'm back! (laughs) But if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to episode number 99. I am Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. Welcome back, Mr. Howell. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. Yes, sir. No, it's a, uh, uh, we are no longer in the Orbital Jigsaw Arena in sunny Southern, sunny Southern California. I, I am. I'm in the, the Danger Palace here, the Danger Cave. Uh, but you, sir, are in parts unknown. Yes. You're uh, off still, in the wild blue yonder. Still don't have a home yet. Still officially homeless, <laughs> but have found a dark, dank cave from which to podcast and talk to everyone this week about wrestling because, man... Oh boy, some shit went Ooh. down this week. Oh. We have got to talk about. Oh, oh, it was a, uh, it was a week. It was, it was. <laughs> I've, I've actually. And by the way, before we get into this, thank you very much to Judith Brooke for stepping in and uh, yes. and guesting on the show while you, sir, were getting your stuff in order. Uh, but you came back at, at a very good time because we have a much to discuss. This is going to be a huge banger of a show today. For sure. Uh, before we get into that, though, we need to let everyone know. Let's get the business out of the way here, Nick. Absolutely. So, as always, the Facebook discussion group. Just go over to Facebook and search for Busted Wide Open. It is the hub of our operation. You can find everything over there. Uh, we hit, we post funny memes. We have great conversations. Weekly threads about every show where you can come in and discuss. All kinds of fun happening there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at BWO Podcast. Follow us there and uh, interact with us. And if you love this show and what we do, head over to patreon.com slash BWO and sign up for one of our great tiers so that you can get more involved with the show, such as listener questions, copies of the show notes, some uh, some sweet t-shirts. We do special bonus episodes that we still everybody owe everybody an October episode for. But previously we've talked about Roman Reigns and we've talked about uh, NXT, some of the rising superstars. So definitely go check out patreon.com slash BWO. As well, we, uh, we, we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now uh, as I settle and as I find a new home, I guess is the best way to say that. <laughs> 
But uh, once we get everything established, we will be back live on YouTube every single week. So head over to YouTube.com slash C slash Busted Wide Open. Subscribe to the channel. Check out some of our previous episodes over there, some of our previous live streams. Those will be back very, very soon within the next few weeks. Yeah, make sure you hit the little bell over there because uh, that's the best way to get notified when we do put up a new episode on YouTube. Uh, Especially once we start going back live again, that'll be a great way to tell when we're going live. And uh, whenever that will be, whenever we get that live stuff back up, it's a great way to let yourself uh, be involved with the show because we do do a live chat as well while the show's going on over there on YouTube. Uh, Nick, we are, as I said, man, you're coming back at the right time. This is our go-home week for Evolution. We have Crown Jewel coming up for better or for worse. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, we have to discuss that. Uh, we, we also have to discuss the fact if, much like other superstars, are we going to boycott Crown Jewel? I uh, think that's worth discussing. Well, we let's discuss that when we get into it. But uh, right, but yeah. So there's there's a a lot to get into this week. Uh, if you guys have been watching WWE, there's also we have to talk about NWA's 70th anniversary show, May Young Classic, NXT. There was a huge bombshell dropped on that show as well. Uh, New Japan. There's a lot of stuff to talk about this week, Nick. So you know what? Let's just. Let's just get right into it, man. Let's 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 stop uh, saying hi to each other again and get right back <laughs> in and talk about the big news. Well, as much as we've been down on Roman Reigns over the last year, I have to say I feel a little bit guilty. I feel a little bad. I I, I came out of this week's Monday Night Raw with the announcement that Roman Reigns is officially out indefinitely. With leukemia. Yeah. It has flared back up on him again. Uh, I did not know that he has been living with it uh, for the last 11 years. And from what I understand, that was a big surprise to everybody. Yeah. uh, Apparently, from what I've read as far as the reports, almost no one knew about this. People backstage, other wrestlers, a lot of people didn't even know what he was going to say that night until he went out there and said it. On Monday Night Raw, it opened up with Roman Reigns coming to the ring dressed in street clothes and uh, giving a... Very, actually, I thought, well done speech, uh, very emotional, very humble, very uh, matter-of-fact speech, calling himself by his real name, Joe. First thing he said is, my, my real name is Joe, and saying how he'd been living with leukemia and that it recently it had come back, and he had to then, he had to relinquish the universal title, which he laid down in the ring as he walked away, and uh, he had to go fight it. And uh, I don't think that you're alone, Nick, in your emotional response to that. There's a lot of obviously Roman is a very divisive guy. He even mentioned that in his speech, how whether you booed him, whether you cheered him, you reacted to him. Uh, And, you know, there's a lot of people even at like when it went down. And I I actually heard what he was going to say before I watched Raw and seeing his expression and the way that he came to the ring and people booing him and the way he reacted to people booing him, like, yeah, we'll see what you do in a couple of minutes here. Um, yeah. you know, and then the moment when he said, I have leukemia, I have to go fight this. And it was like the air got sucked out of the arena. And from that point on, not a single person booed that man because you can't No, And, you know, I, there, I saw some shitty jokes going around. Like it took Vince saying that Roman had cancer to get him cheered. And and I just want to say, uh, uh-uh, that's not cool. But I, I, but uh, it's not wrong either. It's it's you know what I mean. Like it's there is something funny about that. It's like of all the things to finally get this man over after all the time, energy, effort, and money 
that Vince has pumped into trying to make this guy a superstar. The thing that's going to actually get him over, because let's let's be clear, you know, he I, I mean, and and again, with this show as well, you know, best wishes to Roman. You know, we hope that he kicks this thing's ass as quickly as possible. Uh, and all our support is now with him. But I mean, let's let's be clear. Uh, we weren't going to this. This has completely switched us on him as well. You know, where yeah. we and we, as you said earlier on, we did do a uh, special episode that you can get if you're one of our Patreon subscri- subscribers, where we broke down what's up with Roman Reigns. And one of the things that we came to in in that was that we don't have a problem with Roman, the man, with Joe. We don't have even have a problem with him as a performer. We have a problem with how they've booked him and how they've essentially pushed this character down our throats to the point where we didn't feel like we could I- engage with him. Or, or relate to him as as this character, right? Yeah. So this pulls that all back. This yeah, this does. absolutely pulls that back and just leaves us with Joe, the man. And we, of course, we support him and his struggle here, and can, and and relate to him and feel for him and his family and his friends. Um. And there is an absolute irony. An absolute irony, and I, I don't think that it's actually an inappropriate joke to make. I think that it's an ironic statement to say that, you know, because when he comes back, let's be clear, ain't no one going to boo him. That man's going to get no. pops like Triple H at Madison Square Garden when he comes back. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be madness. Well, let's let's temper our expectations for now and then simply kind of wish him the best. Do we know what the prognosis is? Are we looking at years here? Are we talking about? Nine months? Do we know any details about this? So I, I did a little research on leukemia because I knew very little about it. I basically knew it was blood cancer, and that was about yeah. all I knew. Um, very popular in kids, apparently. Yeah, but, from what I've found. but apparently... Uh, popular might be the wrong word. Prevalent yeah, is probably a better popular, word. Not the best Sorry, word. Sorry, <laughs> I apologize. Welcome back, Nick. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shaking the rust off, guys. <laughs> but uh, no, apparently... Um, we, so be, there's a lot of different kinds of leukemia. There's a lot of different levels that it could be at. Uh, and there, we don't have any idea what exactly kind of leukemia Roman has at what stage it's at. Um, so it's hard to say what his treatment would be or how long he could be out. It could just be something relatively minor that he goes and gets some fairly straightforward treatment on and he's back by WrestleMania. He could be out for years, uh, and, and lose all his hair. Like we don't know what exactly he's dealing with here because hasn't said and that's right. fine he shouldn't have to say uh you know because they obviously they don't want to be too hopeful and they don't want to be too uh pessimistic but uh again it could be as short as a few months it could be as long as a few years what's uh what's really crazy is you know thinking about the timeline of this and even he said in his speech that wwe took a chance on him after football had dropped him and there was a report when he uh, left football that he had to quit due to an undisclosed illness. So looking back and doing the math, ah. he had to, he had to stop doing football because the first time he got leukemia. And interesting. And then when it went into remission, he came to the WWE. And that's by the way. And this is a this is something I'm kind of blown away by. And I don't know all the the full details. Maybe he kept it hidden from the WWE as well. But the fact that they never went with the Roman Reigns cancer survivor angle. It does actually show that they did not pull out all the stops and trying to get him over. And thank God they didn't because that would have, that would have been awful, wildly distasteful. And unfortunately they're going to kind of have to go with it now 
when he comes back. And I am going to continue to say when he comes back. I'm not saying if. I'm going to say when. Oh, he's definitely coming. You know back what I mean? Let's uh, yeah. staying staying completely optimistic for the guy. Um, yeah. And uh, and by the way, man, uh, just as a, a little aside here, that whole the whole segment with him when he you know laid down the the belt, walked up the ramp, and Seth and Dean came out and uh, and embraced him and 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 said uh, and, you know, basically they they embraced him and they gave him the shield punch and everything. Uh, I was fine. Like Roman had tears in his eyes, and I was doing okay. When he, man, when he got to the top of that ramp and Seth broke down and started crying, I, I, it was, uh, I think it was got a little dusty, a little, uh, little dusty. Yeah. Oh, it, was a, it was raining, raining in the old danger palace here. Was, I'm becoming verklempt. And then talk amongst yourselves. And then, and then afterwards, you know, Corey and Michael and, and Renee are talking about it. And Corey is a mess. Corey was a mess. As you could understand, he would be because he went through a very similar thing where he had his career taken away from him by a neck injury. And also, obviously, he's close to Roman and everything. So he was a mess. I and was, even something you might take for granted with uh, with uh, Renee being married to, to, to Dean, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. That, uh, you, you can imagine how close their families oh. are, um, as close as those guys are backstage. Yeah. So uh, I could see her getting kind of welled up as well. So. The whole, yeah, man, I, it, it's it's just not a good situation. It's not, but I was, I was at the end of the day. It was more like I was more talking about that as a situation of when was the last time we had some emotions like that in wrestling? You know, Eddie Edge, Edge's Edge. early retirement probably. Yeah, uh, would be for Daniel me. Bryan's retirement. You know, but this is this is in a yeah. lot of ways more serious than those. Big time. Uh, again, I, th- I I think back to the Raw after Eddie passed away for one that just was like oh, was yeah. just watching Benoit lose his crap especially in hindsight you know how how horrible that was so yeah that's um so okay so test finding out that triple h had actually married stephanie in vegas i mean that was pretty emotional um i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) okay what does this mean so let's let's talk silver linings for a second even though there aren't many um i was never a fan of the triple threat thing that happened going into crown jewel with lesnar coming back now we find ourselves in a situation where we've got a one-on-one again with because the outcome of this as as terrible as it is is now we've got braun Strowman, beast versus monster facing brock lesnar for the universal for the vacated universal championship uh, I I gotta I gotta admit I like this better. Real well, you it's would the shittiest of circumstances. Of course I would because I marked for Brown, yeah. but I, I I always want two big hosses fighting it out for the big title. And looking back on it, I just mm, the the matches that we had last year weren't that. It was very Brock Lesnar y matches, but I'm hoping that we get a little bit more out of it this time. I think you're hoping in vain, but uh, at the end of the Maybe. day, you know, Paul Heyman also did have a speech on Monday Night Raw, which was, by the way, I thought of a very good speech as well, where he put over Roman huge, which is something, and he still was able to pull it off in character, which was very impressive as well, and then turn the ship into building for Brock and Braun and trying to get something out of that, even though we have seen it before. Uh, you know, this has happened before, so it's not like it's a new thing. Obviously, Braun was not as popular then. He's not, he wasn't built up as the character that he is now, and they did have to change his character trajectory this week as well with, with now the absence of Roman. There's a lot of things you can look at and say with Roman's absence are like everything's going to shift. Whole top of the card now is opening up because it's not all Roman now. It's not all the shield now. Things are going to open up. People are going to change sides. And there's a, there's a macabre question that came to my mind as well, which is, Who's going? I mean, who? What people are going to benefit 
now. Like, like it sucks that Th- Roman's out. This is out. where I was going. Is is does the timeline move get shifted forward for Braun Strowman's era Braun Strowman or, or his time Seth or Drew or how many other guys who are you know kind of drifting around the top of the card and now your top guy might be out for potentially you know months or years. What what do you do? You know, and we saw something well, I mean, like this happen from a creative. Well, remember from a creative standpoint, you have to write him off a little you bit, do. just indefinitely, sure, and 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 kind of and not count on him coming back until you like know he is going. to Well, come remember back. what happened the last time that Roman was out when he was suspended, and yeah. uh, all of a sudden, a lot of people got chances that they would. Finn Balor was your Universal Champion as a result of that. Right. So, lots of stuff could happen. At, this is a huge story. It's a developing story that will continue as the weeks go on. And we'll be seeing people getting pushes that we're going to have to say, well, he got that push because Roman ain't here. And maybe they're you remember a shot when, this um, You know what I just thought about is a kind of a closing thing here, and then we, we got to get going, is uh, you remember, I think it was last year he got suspended for violating the W, I'm doing air quotes, the WWE wellness policy. Like two years ago, but yeah. It might have been two years ago, yeah. We all assumed it was peds or roids or anything like that. I don't know that it was ever actually confirmed what it was. I know he had the hernia surgery as well, and then there was the wellness policy And then there was the mumps last year. (laughs) I'm really hoping that the wellness policy violation wasn't some kind of foreign drug or substance that was in his body that somehow showed up on a test that was he was using to deal with the leukemia. I just had that thought yeah. and I just went oh, well, it's, oh, it's, God. I think at this point cuz he was keeping it pretty quiet. It was, but that's 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 speculative I think at best and yeah. you know, it's where there's a lot of stuff we're going to have to wonder about, look back down the timeline and just wonder about, but uh, one thing's for sure is I, I I can't help but have even more respect for this dude for working at the athletic level that he has with this condition. I mean, that's the cadence that he holy has. Holy crap. Jesus. So yeah, mad mad respect to Roman Reigns, uh, and best wishes definitely from for both of us in our show. Absolutely. So, moving on, let's talk about something we don't have mad respect. Yeah, for. let's let's switch and, and uh, let's gripe about something. Crown Jewel is still going ahead despite what I can only categorize as massive uh, outcry and objections. This has been a story that that uh, Judith Brooke and I have covered for the last couple of weeks, and it has been evolving. But we're now at the point where, for a couple of reasons, it's reached uh, ahead. Um, we passed the date. So this is this is a couple of big stories about this this week. Uh, one was that WWE had its third quarter quarterly uh, uh, earnings meeting, and Vince confirmed they they gave a statement where they said that they were absolutely going ahead with it. Uh, the statement reads. WWE has operated in the Middle East for nearly 20 years and has developed a sizable and dedicated fan base. Considering the heinous crime committed at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, the company faced a very difficult decision as it relates to its event scheduled for November 2nd in Riyadh. Similar to other U.S.-based companies who plan to continue operations in Saudi Arabia, the company has decided to uphold its contractual obligations to the General Sports Authority and stage the event. And uh, full year 2018 guidance is predicated on the staging of a Riyadh event as scheduled. So basically what they're saying is, hey, other people are doing it, so we're going to do it too. When pressed by the press to give examples of what other people are doing it, they did not respond. Yeah, the minute ExxonMobil stops going to get oil from Saudi Arabia, WWE might pull out as well. But until we're still kind of getting all kinds of you know stuff from them, for whatever reason, it's business is still being conducted with Saudi Arabia in a number of facets 
that continue American life every day. So I can see the point. You know, there there are they did sign a contract. There are contractual obligations. There are probably penalties for breaking probably. that contract from a business perspective. And they stand to lose what is it, half a billion dollars over ten years? Well, something like that. Something like that. From, so from I, what we understand, what they're getting is a between twenty-five and forty million per show is what we understand that okay. they're getting. Um, so, but here's the interesting twist on that: is that for the last two weeks they have not been saying Saudi Arabia on the show, whether that's from a political standpoint or whether it's because they're thinking of something else. They've just been referring to it as crown jewel and there is a rumor going around that they may move crown jewel still have the event but not have it in riyadh uh one thing that points to this is the fact that they have not sold tickets the date has passed when they were going to begin selling tickets they were going to start selling tickets two weeks before the show they have now pushed that back to the day of the show tickets will not be available until the day of crown jewel I didn't and they know have that. Not said specifically that they will be having it in Riyadh uh, at this point. So, hmm. so there is a chance. I don't think it, the show will be canceled. I think they've built too many storylines and they've they've put too much into the production of the show. There is a chance it may be moved either somewhere else in the Middle East, uh, where people from Saudi Arabia could still go see it, or somewhere in Europe, which would be close, and all the stuff that they've already worked up over there could be easily transported to. So, uh, very interesting. Situation. I mean, we, we, I mentioned earlier a lot of the superstars are also starting to. I don't know. I don't know. Said a lot yet. There's several that have already said either they're not going or they're weighing their options or considering not going, boycotting. So, so and it's been uh, John Cena being one of those to confirm. Well, it's 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 uh, been confirmed by by one website, but it's it has that's not been a widely announced thing we don't uh, it's it's strongly rumored i'm gonna take it as a strong rumor at this point that's seen that cena's okay. out and if anyone could be out it would be cena because it could affect his movie career and he doesn't really Big give time. a crap if he breaks a wwe contract he knows he's got him over a barrel daniel bryan's the other one that's being strongly rumored to have objections to going and he's in one of the major angles going there he's in he's got a wwe title shot at this pay-per-view so if he drops out, that's a that's a big deal, and he just signed a contract with WWE, so it could be a very big deal if Daniel Bryan drops out through objections. Uh, interestingly enough, though, uh, Hulk Hogan in an interview in Orlando said he'll be there uh, with the Orlando Sentinel. Hulk Hogan said he's looking forward to being with WWE in Saudi Arabia. So take that for what you no will. Comment. Yeah. <laughs> Can we? We should leave, <laughs> we should leave that one alone. Um, at this point, yeah. the only like you know one of the things we were saying the last couple of weeks is the only people that can stop Vince from going is Vince, or from a legal standpoint, the State Department, the U.S. State Department, or the President himself. And at this point, the the, yeah. the State Department has released a uh, statement saying that they will not get involved in this. It's not their 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 business. So at this point, either Vince pulls the trigger on a venue change or. Trump comes along and says, don't do it, which, you know, his his position has been changing, which isn't going to happen. His position has been changing on the whole thing, too. So who knows? Uh, Obviously, Vince. Vince Well, last I heard, it was going to be he had said they they respect and appreciate the investigation done by the Saudis, yada, 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 but him, which I kind of know he and Vince are close. He is in the WWE Hall of Fame after all. Uh, And Linda is a small business, small business, small business. So uh, he could that's you know like say hey maybe just but at this point really it's up to vince and if they do a venue change they i I, like i said 
very unlikely they cancel the event. They could still do a venue change. And frankly, with everything that's going on, me personally, getting my personal opinions into this, it would make me much more comfortable if they moved it out of Saudi Arabia at this point. Uh, you and I were not a fan of their Saudi Arabia deal to begin with. Uh, I don't want to speak for you here, but I sure wasn't a, a fan of no. their of this deal. They had to do so much publicity, and they had to create a whole women's pay per view in order to to make people calm down about the like the human rights to, stuff to cleanse the, the place. Exactly. <laughs> Good lord! And there's so many things wrong with it to begin with, and then just this is compounding it. It's and frankly, I'm not sad at all. It's blowing up in their face. To me, this is just this is deserved. So yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit of reap what you sow, I guess. Absolutely. The the day. So uh, have, have fun sitting in that pile of crap, guys. Is, is, so. yep. Not a whole lot of empathy for WWE with that, but we will see what happens with Crown Jewel over the next couple of weeks. Uh, what will happen with the wrestlers, if there's any wrestlers that drop out. Lots still to talk about there over the next couple of weeks until Crown Jewel goes on November 4th, is it? Yeah, 4th. Second. around there. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. That weekend. Yeah, summer. I think the second is Saturday. Two weeks from now. Uh, no, it's Friday. Two weeks from now. Whatever. Two weeks from the recording right. of this show. Right. But we're but we're getting evolution in first so we can Oh, that's right. We are doing, okay with the fact I almost that, forgot. Just like WWE almost forgot. But luckily, there's a lot <laughs> Luckily, there's a lot to talk about about both shows, but to do that, we have to go and talk about Monday Night Raw. Well, after the bombshell with uh, Roman Reigns, I, Joe, I should say, uh, opening up the show, later on in the show, we had a tag title match featuring Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins being referred to as The Shield. Uh, they came out dressed as The Shield. Yeah, facing off against the current tag team champions of Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, who was, Again. Was, was walking around really mad at Braun Strowman most of the night. Well, they had they had uh, Drew and Braun have been had a falling out for the last couple of weeks. Last week, I think it came to a head with Drew giving a couple of claymores to Braun Strowman and Braun not being too happy about that, as you can imagine. Right. Um, so this was this was actually built up through the entire show. Once again, the Shield and Drew and Dolph and and Braun were kind of the centerpiece of the show uh, after the Roman bombshell. And uh, there's been an evolving pattern going on with them where now. Uh, the th- the three dogs of war, for lack of a better title, uh, are not on the same page. Dolph and, and Drew are still, for the most part, although you can tell that Drew's kind of getting sick of Dolph, and uh, Drew and Braun are now definitely not on the same page. And Braun came out during Paul Heyman's speech to say that he was going to take out the Beast. And I don't know about you, Nick, but Braun felt pretty face-ish. He felt like a good guy. It felt like they're going back to good guy Braun. Which they dropped earlier because they had to have someone to face Roman. Got to you. Got to have a face of the company if if Roman Reigns is not going to be there. You know, I, this is crazy. They they wasted a money in the bank contract on Braun. They they wasted a heel turn. I'm not that they could have possibly known that this was going to happen with Roman, yeah. but it's just one of those things where, on some level, I kind of face palm about this. I'm like, oh, of course, of <laughs> of course, Roman's face again because they had to, but. Um, but yeah, it looks like Braun is going face again and Dolph and Dolph is going even, uh, sorry, Drew is going even more heel and leading up to this match after Drew gave Braun another blindside Claymore kick, we had this nice little tag match between yes. the shield and the remaining dogs of war, which was interrupted by Braun Strowman who dragged Drew off into the crowd, beat the crap out of him and left Dolph all alone in the ring 
to be taken apart by the remaining members of the Shield. One, two, three. You now have Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose as your new tag champions. Interesting. Yes. And then Dean Ambrose immediately uh, uh, dirty deeds Seth Rollins onto the titles. Yeah. It, ha- yep. it happened. Like, yeah, it happened. I, I was like, of all not, wow, they're doing this Finally. tonight? Well, what? so the initial, the, so from what I understand, and again, this is Meltzer, so take it with a grain of salt. From what I understand, the initial idea was to have Dean turn at Survivor Series. That obviously got moved up with the Roman news, and they were capitalizing on the emotions of the night, which is something that a lot of people had a problem with, was why would you do it tonight? Like, really, can't we just have this moment tonight? To which I, I mean, and I want to get your opinion on this too, Nick. Isn't that the stock in trade for years and years and years? Capitalize on emotions, get heat. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. And frankly, I can I I don't want to speak for him either, but I can only imagine that Roman, being a savvy man when it comes to the business, would not look at that as disrespect to him, but but he would look at that as please take advantage of the situation, make the best out of the situation that you can. Yeah, I got to say, I think it was brilliantly executed. I think the the way that he turned, when he turned, I have several questions about the outcome of the turn and where we go from here, but oh, we'll, sure. we'll discuss those in a second. So I, the my favorite part of the whole thing was kind of Seth going, almost excusing it in a way, going, uh, it's okay, man, it's okay, oh, that I was, understand. That broke my heart, man. That broke my heart when he was doing that, when Dean gave him the dirties and Seth's kind of groggy on the floor looking up and like, no, no, it's cool. No, uh, it's, it's cool, man. Everybody's Don't do this. mad. Everybody's fine. upset. I get it. It's it, it's okay. We'll work this out. That we'll figure it best. out. Just, I'm going, and I'm going, oh, my God, yes. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> that was brilliant on Seth's part. It was, uh, the great emotion in this whole turn, and you could, you know, you could see that every, all, everyone's emotions were heightened. Yeah. By the Roman news from earlier. And I thought I did. I thought that that really helped this moment. And it, it to me, it spoke to how appropriate it was to have it on this night because it did enhance the moment. And I think that if they'd waited until Survivor Series to turn Dean, we would have gotten sick of it. Like, all right, just turn him already. As it was, it seemed to be taking too long. You know, all is right. he or isn't he? Will he or won't he? Logistics. What happens to the tag belts at this point? Because now they've still got to be a tag team, right? Uh, they do still have to be a tag team, so it'll be interesting to see how they drop the belts and to whom. Please put them back on legit tag teams. Yes. Revival. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Revival. A frog yeah, in my well, throat there. <clears throat> yeah. Back back down to main event with the tag titles. <laughs> um, but uh, no, and, and Seth is still the, the Intercontinental Champion, too. He's dripping in gold. The shield is dripping in gold. All they're missing on Monday night is uh, the Universal Championship, which is owned currently by Vacant, Superstar of the Year Vacant. Uh, But, uh, you know, I'm seeing another aspect to this where, yeah, the Universal title is vacated. If Braun picks it up, he's heading into a feud with Drew. Yep. Braun and Drew for the Universal would be a feud. I'd be all kinds of down for. Oh, yeah. You know, and Seth and Dean dropping some belts here and there and getting into their feud and having their feud be about either the Intercontinental belt or just a grudge feud and give the belts to other people who needs to, to do something with them, Finn Balor, uh, you know, that, that I could see this being something that could go on for a long time. Yeah, you could totally pull... I don't, it's not, I'm not comparing apples to oranges here, so please don't, you know, nail me to a cross for this one, but I could totally see a Ciampa-Gargano-esque feud come out of the Ambrose-Rollins thing long-term. I like your idea over the Intercontinental title as well and just you know drop the tag belts to a, an actual, I don't know, a tag team 
And well, have the yeah, have the have the beginning of this feud be about them with the tag belts and dropping the tag belts and and you know the the whole discord of having them be on the tag team with the belts and then stage two is about the intercontinental belt well yeah you know I, I mean i agree I, but i'm totally getting diy breakup vibes here uh and then when he pulled the mat up on the floor and i went oh my god it's like it's chompa chompa tactics here yeah uh, that's, well, that's where not? that popped in my head why not take uh, take cues from the greatest feud of the year right Right. And in recent memory in WWE, why not take cues from it? To turn Dean, I don't think he's ever going to be the kind of heel that Ciampa is, where Ciampa is, Ciampa is very much his own type of heel. It's a very good throwback style heel. And Dean is too charismatic and too over to, I think, ever be that level of booed. But in terms of the viciousness and the vitriol, you absolutely could try to get to that level. Oh, yeah, you can. With these you, two. Dean, I think Dean has the capacity to really dial that, that viciousness up. We've seen hints of it. Like early days of Shield when they were coming out, and we've seen when his solo run at first. I think he was. It was before it was like face. I'm fun, crazy face, Dean Ambrose. Uh, there were Ugh. there were elements of viciousness in Dean, and I think we could really dial that up. And I'm hoping we get to like really see him tur- turned loose against Seth here. Well, and a- ever since he came back and he's been murder, death, kill Dean, uh, he's been a lot more close to that. And I, I look forward Dean. to really. I look forward to him really diving deep into the dark side and it could be the best thing for I, I personally think it's the best thing for his character oh big time is, is to have have murder death kill dean come out and murder death kill everybody yes so i look forward to that yeah uh there were other things that happened on monday night raw nick i mean was, we're already <laughs> there's already so much there's a heel turn there's a there's an injury there's all kinds of stuff but uh following roman this poor guy had to come out after the roman announcement finn balor had a match against Bobby Lashley after that Roman announcement and somehow managed to get the crowd back into wanting to see a wrestling show. Or was it Leo uh, Leo Rush? Uh, Lashley! La- I, I got to admit, that's starting to get a little annoying, and maybe that's the point. That's the absolute point. Yeah. I've seen people get on like full-on rage fits online about Leo Rush. He's like, I've, I don't even like him. He's just annoying. I'm like, oh, you mean like a heel is supposed to be? You're not supposed <laughs> to like the heels. You're not supposed to cheer for the heels. God, sorry, excuse me. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good. Leo Rush is wonderful. He's actually taking Bobby Lashley to that next level of heel where you just can't stand them. As it should be. Uh, one thing that I was fascinated about here was Finn beat Bobby Lashley clean. Pulled even it off. With, even with Leo Rush interference. I, now, is, that, is this a, a hint that they may be putting Balor at a higher status in the roster. He may be getting some more shots now that there may be a vacated position higher up. Uh, or is this just the beginning of the feud where Lashley's going to have some comebacks and then end up getting the win over Balor in the long term? Uh, newsflash Finn Balor, uh, Bobby Lashley, beating Bobby Lashley does not put, put you in the Universal Championship picture. You got to go ratchet up a little bit more. Did you hear the announcer saying he wants to get back to his former glory? I'm I, just saying they might yeah. be planting the seeds. Yeah. Go beat they Drew McIntyre, go beat Braun Strowman, and then we can talk. <laughs> they could. They, stranger things have happened. Rey Mysterio, I'm just saying. Uh, Fair. We'll see. I, I have a feeling this, this feud will continue, although there is some news that Lashley may be dealing with a minor injury, so it may be cut short due to that, and Finn may go somewhere else with this, uh, but we will see in the coming weeks. As of right now, I don't mind a Finn-Bobby Lashley feud. It, you know, So far, I haven't minded it at all, but uh, it could get old real quick unless they keep it uh it interesting yes uh the other big thing that's going on right now as we head towards crown jewel is uh the dx versus brothers of destruction thing continues to 
I don't know. I want to say churn, but it, it's more of like spin its wheels in the mud. It's I'm done. I'm over it, and I hate that. DX was one of my favorite things about the Attitude Era, uh, including the New Age Outlaws, and yeah, I'll even say X Pac every now and then. But it just I'm just I'm so bored. Go be mayor, you know. Just just stop. Just now you're just pissing me off, Nick. Nick, I I think that now with Roman's departure, I might have to. I'm gonna have to change something up here, and okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna debut this right now with this segment. Oh boy! <clears throat> I'm so bored with DX. Yeah. Wow. It's true. We went there. We did. We had to go there because at this point, that is my sleep break. Like I'll be sitting on the couch <laughs> watching, and they will come out and start talking, and I'll just, I'll just I'll pass out. And I, it's and that hurts. I I I'm with you, man. I am a longtime lover of DX. Um, uh, Triple H was my favorite dude back in '99, 2000. Obviously, Shawn Michaels, one of the greatest of all time. This is killing me. This stuff is killing me. And me especially with with this promo this week, where they went straight into it and said, uh, "Well, we're gonna you know, Undertaker and Kane are talking about big words like fear and nostalgia." Me sitting here going, these are big words to you guys, <laughs> um, and they're basically their way of they. This whole promo they gave was about being old, <laughs> and they're trying to spin the fact that they're turning the ship right into a lot of what people are saying where they're too old, and they're like, well, you know, maybe being being old is a polite way of saying we're better. No, it's saying you're too old. It looks like crap when you guys wrestle. And it sounds awful when you read a script in a monotone voice. Well, that's that's Kane and Undertaker, because which yeah. who had a response, so they had a nice little video response. That poor audience, man. Undertaker's gong sounds, and they were like, "Oh, here comes Taker." No, it's a video. Uh, them standing right. in a fake cemetery somewhere. Yeah, with cars passing by in the background. Right. And- <laughs> I'm glad you saw that too. Yeah, yeah. It, th- this whole thing, and I hate I hate to say it. This to me is painful like you know there the nostalgia that i want to feel for this is gone it's gone at this point this is approaching sasha bailey bad territory uh, uh, it's it's bad 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 i i i would even prefer sasha and bailey to this because i could at least hope at some point that it could be something good yeah this ain't never gonna get any better this is a this is a cash grab match uh, that really doesn't add anything to the legacy of any of these stars. I would almost fact, guess that this. W- I would venture a guess that this was almost a demand of for a peer- or an agreement of appearance for the contracted show. Absolutely. Why do you think it's happening in Melbourne and Saudi Arabia? Potentially yeah. Saudi Arabia. Let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I think this. I think this was. Hey, we want to see these superstars, and then they were like, "Cool. How do we make this work?" Yep. Well, let's get let's get the band back together and have the boys. You know do this again so and Shawn michaels and triple h can come out and pass out glow sticks boy i mean dx was dx was always about youthful rebellion and in the mid 2000s it was already becoming a nostalgia act where you had to kind of suspend your disbelief now it's just uncomfortable it's your it's it's your mom or dad doing the floss you know what i mean yeah, uh, or or saying <laughs> wow. something's on nice. saying something saying something's on fleek. It's like, oh, mom, dad, no, don't, no, don't, no, don't, please. That's my what mom, this is. you know, used to whistle Flo Rida's uh, "Blow My Whistle, Baby," and I'm like, mom, you know what that song's about, right? Yeah, don't, 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 don't sing that song, please. 
That's, that's the most uh, inappropriate thing for my mother to be, ever be singing. Oh, uh, I'm never going to see Shawn Michaels' goofy eye again without thinking of your mom's whistling flow rider. <laughs> All right, well, so moving on from that, we also had a Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella contract signing, which we were all waiting to get physical. But interestingly enough, not only did it not get physical, but Nikki went there. She actually finally, like, this is one thing that I, was, I, I will always be surprised at, knowing how sensitive Ronda Rousey is to having her personal failures pointed out. She's been very, very uh, testy about it in the press. Um, and we were saying when she first got involved in WWE, you're going to have to get a thick skin on this because it's going to get brought up. It has to get brought up. Otherwise, it will be glaring by omission. Well, Ronda uh, finally had it thrown in her face by Nikki that she had lost some stuff, that she had not won the Olympics, that she had been beaten in UFC. And I thought that was it was it was great because Ronda had just promised not to lay a finger on Nikki until the match at Evolution. And so uh, Nikki took advantage of that promise by then just running her mouth at Ronda in the ring and then slapping her in the face to try to get a reaction. Didn't she run down her mom, too, in, in some way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she made her mom the centerpiece of it because Ronda was saying, I, I promised my mom, blah, blah, blah. And Nikki says, oh, yeah, didn't you also promise your mom you're going to win the Olympics? Didn't, your mom, yeah, didn't you also right, promise your right. mom you're going to retire undefeated? Yeah, so she brought her mom into it, too. Ooh. Talk so, about no, my this, mom. I liked this a lot. I liked the fact that Ronda walked, stalked out of that ring with a big red mark on her face from the slap. Uh, I liked the fact that Ronda played all of this really well. She has improved so damn much, Nick. Agreed. It is scary how fast she's picking this up. She, she's not the she same was. one. I'm like I've been off for two or three weeks, right? I, and I had to. I've been playing catch up all week. It, that's not the same Ronda Rousey I left a month ago. That's not yeah. the same Ronda Rousey that won the title at SummerSlam. Um, she's, I'm very, very pleasantly surprised uh, with her progress, and I'm. I'm you know, I have to. I, I want to admit that because I feel like I've been down on her uh, for the most for the better part of the year, and I'm starting to see glimmers and and of hope, and that she yeah. is going to make that turn. She's improving massively, and this was a great. And this actually got me somewhat excited for their match. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. I was like, ooh, I really want to see Ronda kick the crap out of Nikki Bella now. Yeah. You, j- congratulations, WWE. You have done your work. I now want to see this match which is the whole point of the segment anyway yeah um speaking of segments did elias just turn face he had a match with apollo cruz which he won which fine didn't didn't really matter but later on so he was interrupt, interrupted with that and the, the later on he was interrupted again uh and told to leave by baron corbin but then he came back out and smashed a guitar over baron corbin did a lot to, to face cheers did he just turn face on us is elias going because that's I mean, eh. it, it kind of makes sense, but I don't know. Elias, I thought, worked better as a heel. I mean, look at the kind of heat he gets with his with his sports uh, jabs, especially in recent weeks. I don't know if that's a full, if that's a, a you know shades of a face turn or anything. I, I think that's just kind of him being a dick, and I, I love it. Whether it's whether he's doing it against Corbin or right. against you know some other face, I, it's fine. It's that's who Elias is. That's his his personality. But normally, he's the one. Well, he's done it in the past. I, I was going to say normally he's the one getting things smashed over, but that's just me thinking about Braun Strowman beating but usually, him up with a cello. <laughs> or a stand-up base, I should stand say. Stand-up base. Yeah, be careful with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, usually he's the one smashing. But so I'm curious to see where this goes. Like, Will he now go into a feud with Corbin? 
who I thought was going to be having a feud with Kurt Angle. Was Elias going to be the heater for Kurt Angle? I'm very curious to see where this goes because yeah. uh, obviously Elias, up until now, I feel has been kind of dancing through the raindrops. You can put him anywhere in the card and he'll be just fine. He'll get a reaction. People like him, but he's just a good hand in the ring. He doesn't really blow your mind, but he's he's great. Um, this could be a watershed moment for him, and I'm curious to see where they go with this. Yeah, and I think putting him, putting him against Corbin would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So as long as it's not like a 15 second match like the Finn Balor one at SummerSlam, agreed. But, the that the was, demon entrance took longer than the that the, the, you the victory. loved that when it happened. You admit it. I, I did. You did, did like it. Come on. Uh, we also had a promo from Kurt Angle running down all the competitors that are in the the World Cup match for the who. What determine, even is the World Cup for the best in the world? Why, like, Nick? Is, it's to determine who the best in the world is. Now, and I CM, love that we got nothing but CM Punk chance. Well, the, yeah. Uh, because now that CM Punk has vacated that title of best in the world, I don't know. It's <laughs> I wonder if that's a shot at CM Punk or if that's just a, you know, because it's just such a general term and they just had to use it. I wouldn't put it past them, though. I did like this promo from Kurt. This was uh, a nice, uh, he seemed more present when he gave this. You know, he gave the very scripted rundown of who everyone was. But then at the end, he said, you know, I'm not the man I was 15 years ago, but I can still go. And I still want to prove I'm the best in the world. And man, good old Kurt got me fired up. You talk about nostalgia working. Kurt still works for me. It still works for like for me when Kurt does it because I still feel like Kurt can go in the ring. You know, and yep. I, I, I don't feel like this is. Well, he's got a little bit of those Undertaker tendencies where he's he's stiff necked and he's kind of stiff hipped and. Can he still pick you up and, and Olympic slam you? Absolutely, he can. Suplex you a bunch but, of times? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Patriot or Patriot lock, ankle lock, whatever you want to call it. Uh, sure. I mean, those are his signature things and the suplexes. Yeah, he can still do those. Yeah, he so, can still he can still work a match. In my opinion, better than Taker can. So oh, absolutely. And and that's sad to say, but he but he can. But he's also you know he's a little still young, not he's excited younger. About this shit. He's younger than Taker. I think it will it will be. It's it's a nostalgia match. It's a straight up. It's a nostalgia match. It's a whole, we've already ever, had two Royal Rumbles this year. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to bitch with you about this uh, World Cup match. I kind of got it all off my chest last last week, and now I'm kind of like, <laughs> eh, it is what it is. I've accepted it. <laughs> uh, it. It's it's we'll go have a smoke and a and a and a get some food during this one. But uh, when it take a whiz, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, uh, you'll, I don't know. Ray Mysterio is going to be there. And you'll have a you, smoke. I love Ray Mysterio. You'll have a smoke. I'll grab a beer, and I, I, Frank, I don't know. I'm mentally all lubed up for this match. I'm ready for it. I, I actually think I could probably enjoy it because I'm just that relaxed yeah. now about it. So, well, uh, next up we had uh, some of the ladies. Uh, speaking of of Royal Rumbles or Battle Royales or whichever one it is, Ember Moon defeated Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, and Tamina Snuka. Yeah, she came back. Turning. She came back while you were gone, sir. Well, I, okay, so I'm just now seeing her come back, but welcome back to Mina. So I'm gonna. This is gonna be the first of two halves because this is a promotion for the women's battle royale at Evolution, and I think that it's better to talk about this match in the context of the other promotional match for Evolution because I think the winners of both those matches are telling about how things are going to go down at Evolution. For example, in this one, Ember Moon pinned Tamina to win and stand tall at the end. I'll leave it at that, and I'll refer back to this later on in the show once we get to SmackDown. Uh, real quick, we had a uh, an ambush backstage. Lita and Trish were talking about how they were going to beat Mickey and Alexa Bliss. Mickey and Alicia, Alicia Fox, jumped them, and they they fought each other off. Frankly, this was a nothing little bit, except for the fact that I had to give props to Mickey and, and Alicia for bumping like champs 
they took some really good bumps because Lita and uh, Trish have a little bit of rust. It just looked like a little bit of rust there to me. Yeah, and they came rushing back in after uh, after Alicia and Mickey had kind of ru- beat them down, run them off, and thrown them out of the room. And then they get on the mic with Charlie and start you know running their mouse and running these two down. And then they come, run- Lita and Trish come running back in, beating the hell out of them. So I agree, you know, good for them. What? Wh- I'm not expecting much out of this. If I'm being completely honest, it is what it is. It, it more nostalgia. That that word we keep using over and over again. Sure, but that's so. that's part of what uh, uh, evolution is about. It's about the past as well as the future, and uh, so I I understand what they're doing here, and I'm happy. Ev- to, the I mean, word I mean, evolution has nothing to do with the past. <laughs> yes, it does. You have to have something to evolve from. Well, yeah. Let leave the past in the past, and oh, let's evolve forward. Out. Right, oh, yeah. for crying anyway. out loud! Anyway, we'll we'll agree to disagree on that. But right now, we have to continue this show. Which, by the way, I feel like. Um, I feel like we're getting <laughs> we we haven't done this for a couple of weeks. You and I, Nick. I feel like we're making up for lost time because we're running a little bit behind, which means oh, yeah. we got to run over real quick and talk about SmackDown Live. Well, the feud with the New Day and the Bar continues now with more Big Show. Uh, this was interesting curveball that I never saw coming. I, I don't know what else to say about it other than that. Are we now? We're not doing freebird rules with the new day. Now we're we're leading up to what looks like a three on three match. Yeah, which is which is the, still the SmackDown Tag Championship. It still is technically freebird rules. Three on three can still be freebird tag team rules. But at the same time, the second that Big Show walked out last week, I was like, oh yeah, he's joining the bar. Cool. Big Show's going to turn. That's just what he does. I love the fact that they actually even called this out on this segment with Kofi being like, man, that's all he does is turn. <laughs> <laughs> or Big E said he flips more than a flapjack. It's like, it's true. It's true. He does. That's kind of his gimmick. But I don't mind Big Show with the bars. The only problem is it makes the bar look a little like they look less intimidating because those Seamus and Cesaro are big, strong dudes. But next to the Big Show, just like everybody else, they look like children. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> especially when they both do the, the Dragon Ball Z pose and point at him. It makes it, you know, it, I don't know. It kind of, it, to me, it pulls away from the bar a little bit, but I, oh, I don't mind. I don't mind. I, I am looking forward to a new day, uh, big bar feud. I'm trying to think of a name to call him. Big bar, the big that bar, works. the big bar, yeah. um, the bar show, the bar show, something, the big bar show. I don't know. We'll work. There. We'll work yeah. on it. We'll work on it. Moving on. Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks like we're now a three on three at Crown Jewel. Uh, we had a, a match between Big Show and Kofi that ended in a big scrum. With the uh, the bar stand, of course call. it did. Yeah, so no, I'm 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 glad Big Show's part of it. Cool. Let's let's keep moving with uh, with more nostalgia. Oh come on, Big Show's been pretty modern as well. I'm not. I don't think Big Show's nostalgia. He's a little ejection of nostalgia. They had had they had to do something with him. This isn't that. This isn't that bad. Oh come on, you're just sensitive right now. <laughs> uh, we also uh, had. Nick, Nick. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what? Do you have something else to say about that one? Uh, no, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I was going to refer to the uh, the video package that we had next with regards to uh, and Char- we cut to the performance center in Orlando and we had Charlotte. I don't know doing like some kind of it wasn't a keynote speech, but she was doing a a Q and A with the up and comers, a, a, a motivational seminar, pep talk with the up and comers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one day, all girls, of a sudden, you can be Lynch, like. A- can I hold on? Yeah, I talk, Becky I Lynch to, appears on. out of nowhere and says, "Oh, well, why are you listening to her? Why aren't you listening to the champ? The actual champ?" Yeah, can I just make a statement real quick here about this? Yeah, 
Charlotte being like, yeah, you know, when I got here, I had no idea I was going to end up where I am now. And I was so nervous. I had no idea that being named Flair was going to help me get anywhere. And I, and one day you too, all you ladies can also be named Flair and get somewhere. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, I, once again, this is just a little tone deaf with trying to get Charlotte to look like a face and Becky like a heel because you come in and kind of go, I mean, Becky, you're kind of right. You, yeah. you were the Becky was the one that fought from nothing to become the champ. Charlotte was the one who kind of had the silver spoon. You stuck up her butt. You know what I mean? Like she was yep. the, or the, the golden flare spoon, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's, so this also doesn't really ring true either. Like, yeah, they maybe should listen to Becky, even though she was saying, don't trust anybody. You only, you only trust yourself. Friends are for losers. Blah, blah, blah. Typical heel stuff. At the same time, you go, yeah, but that's how she became champ from from, from where these girls are now. So I don't know. It was obviously we're, we're kind of reading a little too much into this. But yeah. it, I think it was good stuff. I did, too. You know, yeah, if, I didn't mind if, it. If you, if, you, if you suspend some of the uh, some of the background that we're savvy to. Right. Uh, good, it, point. It, good point. Good point. It works. It works. It, it's good stuff. It was I hadn't seen something like this to hype up a match. In quite a long time, if ever, I liked the dynamic of of having them, of Charlotte giving a a motivational seminar at the performance center. Uh, One day, you too can be like me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then all of a sudden, being in her, I, I liked the dynamic of this. And then having all of the other women at the performance center instead of referees or something, having to pull them apart. Yeah. I, I, I liked how this played out. It it wasn't the normal kind of you know uh, meat and potatoes physicality we get before a big match like this. Uh, I liked the setup of it. It was a little something different. And then the part that I really, it drove home for me was afterwards, Charlotte gave a promo to the camera, obviously much after this had happened, um, where she said that, you know, she's going to beat Becky, blah, blah, blah. But she did it with tears, with a tear in her eye. So she, (laughs) all joking aside, she did have tears in her eyes. And she basically, one of the things she said essentially was, uh, I'm going to take back my title, but I feel like I'm losing a friend while I'm doing it. I don't know what ha- like I don't know what happened to you, Becky. Um, and that's one of the things she was screaming when they were pulling them apart at the performance center: "Is who are you? Who yeah. are you?" That really hit home for me. Like that's I, I've I don't know if I've ever heard that particular uh, take on a friendship breaking up in wrestling, where one of them is just so hurt and confused. By what the other one has done by turning heel, I liked it. It worked for me. It, it felt, if not real, more genuine than the stuff that we normally get. If that makes yeah. sense. And and her promo here was really good. And I'm I'm happy to say that Charlotte. This is this is one of my favorite feuds in WWE right now. They're doing a fantastic job with it. I think overall, uh, whatever you think about the Becky heel dynamics and etc. Man, Charlotte is holding up her side of it in terms of intensity and emotionality here. And that's all you can ask for. I mean. You know, the audience is going to respond how they respond as long as both people are giving it their all. And frankly, they are. Uh, both people are dancing here. So, yeah, I'm loving it. Oh, it works. It works. I agree. Uh, next up, we had uh, the Usos. By the way, I want to pause for a second and take and just kind of reset here. How did the Usos end up fighting Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles? Because I missed something while I've been gone. You did. Let me, ex- like, let, me, let me run it down for you, son. Okay. See, right now, we have a fairly limited... Tag pool or, or tag feud situation on SmackDown and on Raw. In SmackDown, we've got the New Day and the Bar feuding at the top, and then 
they don't really have room for another tag feud because they only got two hours. At least that's the theory. Um, so the Usos are a legit tag team. And this is one thing I talked about on last week's show where I love the fact that you've got their two, two of their number one single stars teaming up to form a tag team. And they're losing because they can't work together the way that a legit tag team can. Something that they don't seem to understand on Monday Night Raw, where you should be selling <laughs> your tag teams as better than two single stars because it's a different type of match that they are specialists in. And the Usos are one of the most, in kayfabe and outside, one of the most legit tag teams in WWE. So who better to have go against your two top stars than one of your most legit tag teams, considering that two of the other most legit tag teams are currently involved in a feud. So that's why they're having the Usos face off against Daniel Bryan and uh, and AJ Styles, or so is my opinion. So all that sounds great until we start making the matches about you know uh, missed beats, uh, accidental hits on your teammates, and and I get what they're doing. It, of course, it, it's just to build between sure. the misunderstanding of these two, so that eventually the powder keg can explode yeah. nothing and they can new, have a great nothing big there. match for the title. WWE 101. Yeah, okay? Absolutely. It's, 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 I'm not surprised by this, but I just don't feel like it's a good use of the time for these four guys. I actually it, would agree it, with that. I'd aspect. love to see them actually go instead of making it about these accidental hits. Well, I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put it this way. Last week, I had no problem with it because it established the Usos as being a strong tag team. And I, we pretty much gave us all we need to know about the Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles dynamic. They're not on the same page. To do it again this week is redundant, and this is this is the yeah. this is the point where it reeked of a lack of creativity um, and originality. Where it's like, okay, now you're treading water, and we got two more weeks until Crown Jewel. They better find something else at this point. They're uh, maybe they're, they've they've you know they've turned the dial a little bit up this week. They should have found a different way to do it than a repeat of last week. Right. So, oh, we did just just to throw it out there as well. Uh, the match finished this week. With a Uso splash, frog splash, whatever you want to call it. Uh, instead of you know folding up like they normally do, this time we got a Roman Reigns Superman punch cock in midair. Yeah. Uh, arm, arm pump, shotgun cock, whatever you want to call it. Uh, in midair during the frog splash by the Usos. That was pretty, pretty well yeah, done. Yeah, that was nice. I, obviously, yeah. you know, very close. Those three guys, so that was nice to see, and and you kind of knew they had to. <laughs> they they oh, they're yeah. gonna have some call out somewhere. Um, we did get to see the picture, I think, uh, on one video package of the three of them. Oh, the little uh, guys! Kids. Oh, they're so yeah. adorable. Um, yeah. so old. Uh, so yeah, we also had Rey Mysterio be on Miz TV and uh, get sick of it pretty quickly and end up in a match with Miz, which to me smelled like just another promotion for the. Uh, the World Cup match at Crown Jewel. It didn't seem like it was yeah. going to be an ongoing feud. And frankly, Ray and Miz having a feud does not excite me that much, to be honest with you. No. What excites me is somehow Daniel Bryan figures out how to get the title off AJ, and we have Miz versus Daniel Bryan for the title. Well, be know. careful, because if Daniel Bryan does protest Crown Jewel and it does go on in Saudi Arabia, their easiest way out is to have Miz screw him over and take his title shot, and then you have Miz versus AJ at Crown Jewel. So, which I would, which I would prefer. No, stop it. You, uh, Miz versus AJ. 
You'd prefer to Daniel Bryan versus AJ. Well, from a physicality match perspective, hell no, because they're both they both wrestle almost the same style. They they both wrestle. But Daniel I Bryan would, and AJ Styles. Uh, to to an extent, they're both kind of striker. You know, striker. AJ's AJ's way more of a high flyer. Anyway, okay, sure. We, we, Semantics, but rabbit hole, rabbit hole. We're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of show to get still get to here, Nick. Uh, we could do that for a long time. Anyway, the bottom line is. Ray and Ray and Miz, they got into it. We think it's just a promotion for Crown Jewel. Fine. We also had a match between Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy, which I thought we saw the end of it back at Hell in a Cell. Maybe nope. I'm crazy. No, we saw no. more more of him messing with Jeff's ear. All the rest of it. We're gonna have an ear match, I guess, at some point. Maybe yeah. uh, tables, ladders, and ears in December. I, I'm just I don't know. Well, I don't know Randy what's would, going on with these two. Right? It feels like treading water. It feels silly at this point, and I I just don't care. Is really what tables, it comes down to tables, ladders, and penis hands, and Randy would win that yeah. one. Oh. Uh, yeah. This, so this that was two matches that were essentially promotions for the World Cup. Shane McMahon came out to promote this, the World Cup as well. SmackDown to me was really dull this week because it did feel like nothing really got advanced except for the New Day and Bar feud. Yeah, uh, and a little you know everything else seemed like a tiny step forward for all the different feuds, if there were even steps forward at all. Um, and that was also really driven home by uh, two things. And I'm actually going to switch how I have them in the notes here. Uh, Rusev defeated Aiden English pretty demonstrably uh, in, a, in a, almost a squash match. Why are these two wrestling? I don't know. I think this feud is DOA, frankly. I don't know if there's any way to save it. I really don't. I don't know why did they, they kill it in this. the first place. It was so money and so over and so good. I, I don't know why they had to split why it up have at all. Turn, yeah, it makes. I have no <sighs> idea what they're doing with this feud right now. I have no idea uh, where they're going to go with this because at this point, there's just there's just nothing to do with them. Uh, but here's the all of that just seemed like fluff. SmackDown, like I said, was kind of dull. We also had the Evolution Battle Royal hype match, which I mentioned on Raw that we would have one on SmackDown. So this is where I want to talk about both of those. Uh, it never actually started because all the ladies came out. And there was a big old brawl. Uh, Iconics got interfe- interfered and Lana interfered and everyone interfered. But at the end of this big old brawl, Asuka stands tall. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are about to get into our Evolution Pick'ems, right? So let's do our Evolution Pick'ems right now because okay. the first thing I want to talk about there, the first pick'em I want to do is the Battle Royale for a championship opportunity. And uh, this match will include Tamina Snuka, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, both from the Iconics, Ember Moon, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Asuka, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi, and returning Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Medusa, Molly Holly, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, and Maria ben- uh, Canellis. So that's a, that's a big roster. It's a fun yeah. roster. But we've already seen Ember Moon and Asuka stand tall this week. So I would have to postulate that they would be favored to win this. Um, it's for a championship opportunity. So right off the bat, I have to assume all of the ladies coming back, like Tori Wilson and Kelly Kelly, et cetera, they're not getting a championship opportunity. No. So do not, does that now mean that WWE's kind of shown its hand with Asuka and Ember being the leads? Because both of them... I could see going for title shots. Yes. I could see Ember Moon going for a face title shot against Ronda Rousey and having a nice one, where, you know, a competitive match as opposed to a, a vitriolic one like we're having against Nikki Bella where Ember shows her grit and toughness by almost beating Ronda Rousey. I could see Asuka going for Becky's title if she's done with Charlotte. 
Um, or is there a dark horse here that we're not seeing? Uh, what, both, in my opinion. So, all right. Well, why don't you give your? Let's go right ahead and give our evolution pickums. What do you got here, sir? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do both, and I don't know how we want to handle this points wise. Um, I I actually thought going into this, even before seeing SmackDown this week, that Oscar was going to win this and was going to be face Oscar going up against Becky Lynch uh, as the next competitor for the for the title. Sure. My dark horse here, though, and this might surprise a few people, Mandy Rose. I think there's a possibility that there that you could see a trigger get pulled. I think she's been doing fantastic in the little bit of time that she's been given. I think they're really high on her. I I it's a dark horse, it's a stretch, but right. I would not be surprised. Okay, Corey Graves. So Oscar or Molly or sorry, Molly Holly. <laughs> Where's my mind? Uh Oscar or Mandy Rose, you gotta pick one. Oh, it's Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but you are saying that if Mandy wins, you won't be surprised. Is what yes, you're saying? Okay, that's correct. Um, well, then I'll also do a a, a lead in a dark. We, we won't get any. Yeah, points just for, for fun. Our, no points. We won't. Just, yeah, no yeah. points involved in our dark horses, but uh, just our 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 possible others. I'm going to say Ember. I'm going to take Ember. Um, I also think it could be a swerve where they're letting these ladies stand tall, and then it's like you said, a dark horse. Uh, but I am thinking that it's Ember's time to get some shine. I think she's been a little bit low on the card for a while. And uh, this could be the time where they really put this, they strap the rockets to her, if you will. Um, as far as a dark horse, I could see Naya. I could see someone like Naomi or Carmella. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to say, I'm going to double down on Ember. I'll be shocked if anyone besides Ember or Asuka wins this. I really, I, I agree with that statement. I, I will be, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna say I'm shocked, but I, they're so locks for each of the brands as kind of the next, yeah, uh, the next up up and comers. But I mean, we never saw Carmella coming, other than the money and the her having the money in the bank oh, and, we, and the 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 length of the reign that she had that, is, that it wasn't just an overnight throwaway. They rode that as long as they could. Uh, and from a transitional we standpoint, we, we sure saw her going though. Sure, from a transitional standpoint and somewhat of a palate cleanser to move on from Becky and Charlotte, I could see something a little more out there, a little more of a stretch. Okay. To, uh, to, well, we gotta to we gotta we gotta move on because we got a lot yep. to, a lot to get to still, yep. uh, and we could definitely debate this for a while. But uh, next up, we have the NXT UK Women's Championship, and be careful. This is a spoiler in case you have not watched the UK shows, and I don't think they've actually shown this episode yet. But, so skip ahead about a minute if, or, or so if you don't want to hear this. The current champion in NXT, NXT UK is Rhea Ripley, and she's going to have a match with Isla Dawn. Who do you have here? Uh, Ripley's not dropping this title. Nope. This is, I agree. This is going to be a showcase for her uh, yeah. on the main roster or, or on main TV. This is going to be where people go, who the hell is that? Yeah. And Isla Dawn, I think, is going to be a good one to go against because she is little and willowy and she shows welts really quickly <laughs> so uh this i think will be a good showcase for Rhea ripley and probably bring people's eyes to nxt uk frankly because i think that this will be a good showing yep. um next up the may young classic finals we haven't talked about may young classic this week so again more spoilers skip ahead uh if you don't want to know who wins that and you can come back and check what we say later. But uh, if you have watched May Young Classic, then you know that your two finalists are Tony Storm and 
Io Shirai. Mm. Who do you have winning this? You know, at the start of the May Young Classic, I was looking at the brackets and I saw Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley coming into the potential final here. And I just, it didn't work out that way. You know, she went a different place. As as high as everyone is on Io Shirai and as amazing as she looks in the ring, I don't know, and and I don't want it to be about uh, race or ethnicity or anything, but I, I, I don't know if we can have yet another Japanese female superstar coming in right behind Kyrie Sane for logical reasons, not for anything to do with anything else. And if, I, I'm trying to say all of this not to mark out over the fact that Tony Storm's going to win the May Young Classic because she's obviously going to win the May Young Classic. Here. That she's she's your girl in a huge and, and way. That she is my girl, and I, I I love watching her wrestle. And she's 22 years old. Yeah. Imagine the future of this girl as a superstar. She's already there. Well, she's we said, already farther than a lot of women on the main roster. We said and last has the experience. year. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, she's she's got so much experience for someone so young. Absolutely agreed. And we said last year that Tony was going to have the rocket strapped to her at some point. And I agree. This is when she will have the rocket strapped to yeah. her. Um, you know, there's speculation that Io Shirai wasn't even supposed to be here. It was supposed to be Tegan Knox before she had that horrific injury. Uh, and I, I I agree. I think that at this point. Uh, Japanese women wrestlers are so established that EO doesn't need this accolade to become a superstar in WWE, but it will do a lot for Tony. EO uh, oh, yeah. will be just fine, but I think that this will put the, the rockets on Tony, and there's a lot there I think they're going to plan on doing with Tony, especially the way that they're working with her right now. So oh, yeah. I agree. Tony Storm takes this one. We have the NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane, who is currently the champion. What you got here? I keep saying that Shane is going to get called up. Shane is going to get called up. But at this point, I'm going maybe not till Royal Rumble. I yeah. mean, we might have three or four more months. So I I could see her getting another title reign here. They haven't really done much with Kyrie, although I do like what the the more vicious Kyrie that we've got. Hojo's back, <laughs> and I'm and I'm really enjoying that. So I, I'm going to pick Shayna, but I'm going. I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Kyrie. She's just not. Not all the way there. Shayna is just, we call her the queen of spades, but I think she's aces. She's really good, man. Um, No, I think that, I, I, and here's the thing. I agree with you. I think that Kyrie has definitely shown a more aggressive side lately. I like that. It makes her more of a, uh, an obstacle for Shayna. But I think that this is their way of showing another level to Shayna. I, I think that's what this is going to be. Unless they have plans on calling up Shayna, uh, Shayna's winning this one. I, yeah. I do not see this as being something where she puts over Kyrie to make her look like a stronger champ. Kyrie's kind of been, unfortunately, a bit of a nothing champ. She hasn't really done much. So I, I, I agree. I think this is, this is going to be another uh, showcase for Shayna. Yeah. So that's, I agree. Uh, so far, we seem to be on the same page on, on most of these, but this next one we might change. Uh, Sasha Banks, triple th- three on three. Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Riot Squad in the first P-break match of the night. Who do you have here, yep. sir? Uh, Riot Squad. Riot Squad. Interesting. I do not think that there is any way they have the first ever women's pay-per-view and let women with the pedigree of Sasha, Bailey, and Natalia lose, especially after on Monday Night Raw where they, uh, they lost to Riot Squad. So I do not think... I don't know. I, I think that might be exactly why they lose. Nope. I am absolutely just to just for Vince to go. <laughs> I, am, I am so so convinced. I'm like 100 percent convinced, which probably means they will lose because that's always what happens whenever I'm 100 percent on something. Sasha Bailey and Natalia, 
Uh, they are going to win this one. Moving on, Trish Stratus and Lita versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Who do you have here? Um, th- for pure nostalgia purposes, I could see. I, I don't know. I, this is fifty fit. This is a coin flip for me. Um, do we want the nostalgia or do we want to continue to pump up uh, Alexa Bliss? I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Trish and Lita for the nostalgia factor because we don't really have a lot of that going on other outside of the battle royale. So let's give the let's give them some shine, and I'm gonna go with Trish and Lita. See that, and that goes against a lot of what you've said recently, where you think that the older generation should be putting over the younger generation, which I think they should. And say what you will about Alexa Bliss, she needs to go over here. I think it will be ridiculous to bring back Trish and Lita and have them go over when you should be building your new stars. Uh, so I, I fully believe that Alexa should pin either Trish or Lita. Um, and that's my final thought on that. If, if, if Trish and Lita win, I'll be a little bit disgusted. We have the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's a last woman standing match. The first ever, in case it wasn't browbeaten over your head, that yes. this was the first ever last woman standing the match, first, when it's not. It's, <laughs> yeah, Asuka and, and Nikki Cross would have something to say about that. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Who do you have here, sir? This one's tough. This one's real. This one's really tough because we we either want this feud to continue or we want the winner of the battle royale to quickly ascend to get the the opportunity. I think Becky Lynch is keeping it because that's a better story for the outcome of either Ember Ember Moon or Oscar. Uh, uh, both coming in as faces to fight a heel Becky Lynch for the championship. Ember would I think be facing, Becky's retaining. Ember would be facing uh, Ronda. So. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right, Ronda. But yeah. still, Oscar. If Oscar wins, yeah. yeah. So I think I think I still think Oscar's going to win the Royale. That means uh, I would want her to go up against Becky Lynch instead of Charlotte. So I think that's that's what we're going to see. We've already seen Charlotte Oscar. We don't need to see that anymore. Let's see Oscar uh, uh, versus Becky Lynch. I think Becky retains. Well, here. Unless your girl Mandy takes it. But at, at any rate, yeah. No, I I also think Becky should win this. Whether or not she will, obviously, is a matter of. Speculation. Uh, I think if Charlotte wins this here, it will take a lot of air out of this feud, uh, and it'll take a lot of air out of Becky's character, which apparently backstage they're very high on. So I think it would be a, a disservice to her uh, if they uh, if they let her lose here. I, I think she yeah. should win this, but I agree. I could, She's killing it. I could see them giving it to Charlotte here. I am not one hundred percent by any stretch on Becky. I just think that's the better option. Yeah. Uh, fi- let's see. Finally, we have the Raw Women's Championship: Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. Who you got in this one? Uh, this is- Rousey's keep Rousey's keeping it. You think Nikki's not winning this? Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I uh, I have a hard time picking against Rousey as well. I could see some twin magic happening. I am no way solid on as solid in this one as you are. I'm gonna pick Rousey because again, I think they need to keep her strong, and she's making them so much money as the champ. But I could see Twin Magic or some sort of shenanigans happening and uh, Nikki pulling it off and becoming the women's champ so that she doesn't have to call herself a diva all the time anymore. She's now the women's champ, and it gives Rousey something to fight for, and it puts even more heat on Nikki Bella. Uh, you know what? Screw it, Nick. I'm going on a limb. I'm saying Nikki does, does it. I, just, to, just to give us some, some grist for the mill. I'm saying Nikki pulls it off just because I hate <laughs> my life. Um, all right, finally. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm going for I'm going for Nikki there. That might make me lose this, but I don't care. I'm having fun. I'm having fun, man. Uh, plus, I I totally am going to win that Sasha Banks Bailey Natalia match. 
Uh, so let me make up for it. So finally, we got a bonus for plus one. Which matches the main event? I think it's going to be between the SmackDown, oh. SmackDown Women's Championship and the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, I think we both know which one we think should be the headliner. Which one will be the headliner? I have a crazy one that I might throw in oh, here. Oh, no. I think the Battle Royale with oh, all of the, the old loud. ones coming back might be the main event. Okay, and I'm going to say... Um, I, I, I get your point. It, one of the women's championships would be ideal, but with all of them over as many pay-per-views as I can remember never being the main event, it, it would make a lot of sense. But I think with uh, the all of it's either going to open the show or it's going to close the show, that Battle Royale. And and I, I don't know which it's going to be, but I'm, I'm trying to see if there's anybody in there that would have an outcome later. No, not really. So, uh, okay, yeah, I'll take a flyer. I'll say the Battle Royale is cool. going to be the, the main event at the end of the show. And I will also take a flyer and say SmackDown Live, even though we both know it's going to be Raw. Cool. Well, those are our evolution. Of course, it's going to be Rousey. We, yeah, it's yeah. going to be Rousey. That's <laughs> uh, so fine. We're not going to take the point on that one. That's fine. So those right. are our picks for evolution. Uh, we got we still got a lot of show left to do, Nick. What's happening? Uh, Let's go. We have to. We got to rock this out. We've got NXT, 205 Live, New Japan, May Young Classic, NWA, listener questions. We've got so much left to do. So let's run right on over and get to the wide world of wrestling. Well, kicking things off, as we always do with NXT, we open up with the Undisputed Era coming out and the returning Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is back. Yes, but they were interrupted by EC3. I don't understand what the logic was of EC3 coming out and challenging Adam Cole while all three other dudes of Undisputed Era were around the ring. You know, he now he did beat Adam Cole clean, but then he got his ass whooped afterwards. You had to have known, like in kayfabe, he had to have known he was going to get his butt whooped here. Like, oh, sure. it just seemed like a dumb move. You know what I mean? Like, fine. Yeah. This may be a way to insert him into the War Games match now. He has beef with Undisputed Era. It just seemed to be kind of slapped together. That was just my kind of beef with it. Um, we also had a little thing backstage later where Undisputed Era was complaining about EC3 coming out and challenging them. And uh, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole were put into a match against the War Raiders, much to their chagrin. Are we starting to see the who? The Wall Raiders. Whoa, Wall. yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. I pronounced it wrong. Are we seeing war games coming together here? Wall Waiters and, and Undisputed Era and EC3 and maybe Ricochet will be involved as well because they called him out. Throw, throw a Lars Sullivan in there for a little pepper. You know, I could certainly see all of this start to come together for sure. I love how all of your booking with NXT involves Lars Sullivan. It's, of it's course hilarious. It does. Of course. Um, so then we also had a uh, the debut of Mia Yim uh, against Aaliyah. Uh, or as I wrote, poor girl. Yeah, as I wrote here in my notes, Aaliyah is Mia Yim's first victim. Um, I have to say, I'm really coming around on Aaliyah. She sells really well. She does have some good pepper in her moves. I, I her Northern Light Suplex, dude. Did you see that? That yep. Northern Light Suplex was nice. Um, my only beef with this match, obviously, Mia Yim won with her soul food finishing move. But my beef was just that. Uh, Vic Joseph was in this week for Mauro Ronaldo. I think he blew the call. He didn't call out her finishing move. He didn't know the name for it. He didn't call out the name for it. He didn't have any excitement with the finish of this match, which they should have been like, oh, it's the, it's the finishing move. There's your finishing move. That's over. There was none of that. It just kind of ended. You know, the comment commentary yeah. totally let down the end of this match, and it, it in my opinion, made it more of a uh, mild debut for Mia Yim because they just they buffed, they buffed the end of this match, in my opinion, on commentary. 
Well, I mean, as soon as I heard that it was going to be, you know, as soon as it said Mia Yim debuts up next, I, I just, I okay, she's going to beat whoever it is. Oh, it's Aaliyah. Okay, well, I mean, sure, she's looking good. She's she's coming together. I agree with you. She's looking better and better every time you see her in the ring. Um, agreed on this Northern Light suplex, but Mia Yim was winning this. Uh, did Vic miss the call? I I don't know. I felt Would Maru being there have made any difference. I don't know. I'm excited that the Blasian badass is finally in NXT. We're getting to see her wrestle, and it's uh, that's really all I care about. Didn't really give a shit about this match. I think she's she's got a very high uh, ceiling. And I'm, I'm excited to see her now that she's gotten past a couple of injuries she had to deal with. I agree. I just had to have my little bitchy nitpicks because that's why I'm on this show, Nick, to, to <laughs> bitchily nitpick about things like Vic Joseph missing a call. Uh, we also had a match. Justin Xavier, I, I don't know who he is either. He was wrecked by Cassius Ono, who is was, was now coming out and showing off his new vicious persona. Uh, I, again, still think Ono is being built to be Matt Riddle's first major opponent, which is a great hey. combination. Yeah, it is. Uh, Matt Riddle is yeah, debuting is. next week. He's going to be a while, I think, before he faces Cassius. Um, I can't. Uh, I can't wait to see those two go after each other. I got it. Who, who does he get next week? Is it uh, Fabian Eichner or one of those guys? It'll, yeah, it'll probably uh, be when some, he debuts. some other guy like Justin Xavier. That being said, I was really impressed with Justin Xavier. I thought I thought his facials were really good. His selling was was fantastic. Uh, he sold Cassius like death. Although that just might have been Cassius hitting the crap out of him because he was bleeding from the nose and mouth at the end of this match, which looked, right. looked, looked great. Um, so that was all great. Uh, so there was going to be a title match announcement for War Games. William Regal comes out to the ring, uh, and Ciampa comes out to the ring. They have a little bit of a, a stare down and gets tense. And uh, out came Velveteen Dream to try and throw his name in the hat for a title match. Out came Lars Sullivan to throw his name down for a title match. but Rightfully but so. While all of this is going on, earlier in the show, we found out that William Regal has set up security outside of the building to prevent Alistair Black from coming into the place and tearing everyone apart. And Nikki Cross, meanwhile, has been running around laughing at everyone, saying that he's coming the entire show, which I thought was a really cool little detail, the little crazy Cassandra kind of character telling everyone that doom is on the way. Right. So in the middle of this uh, really fun War Games title announcement where Sullivan ends up choking Dream because Dream tells him that if he's going to talk to the Velveteen Dream, he's got to wear pants, which was yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, and Ciampa just being kind of crazy and all the rest of this. Out comes Nikki to, an, to herald the arrival of Alistair Black, who we then cut to and see murdering, murdering these security guards and storming into the ring. And demanding, demanding to, for William Regal to give him the guy who attacked him. Not until he black masked the absolute shit out of Lars Sullivan right in the jaw again, <laughs> knocking him out of the ring, and he actually landed it properly this time. That looked like death, and Lars took it like a champ. I gotta say, rolled out, fell out of the top off the apron onto the floor. Alistair was that looked. Oh, awesome. Alistair was handing out black masses right and left on his way into the building, and each one of them looked great. So here comes the big moment that we've been waiting for for months and months. If you haven't watched NXT, it was revealed who Alistair's attacker really was because he came out and attacked Alistair again and laid him out to end the show. We went to Black staring at Alistair's attacker standing over Alistair Black. And his attacker was none other than Johnny Gargano. 
Yes, you were right again, yes, sir. sir. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, as I predicted, Johnny Gargano yep. was the attacker. What does this mean for Johnny Gargano's character? What is oh su- super dark Johnny? Johnny uh, go through chains. Johnny metamorphosize. I don't know. I don't know this Johnny. Never hadn't seen this Johnny yet. Is he becoming more and more Champa uh, at this point? What, what, that was that was the reason why I said it was going to be Johnny was because the logical evolution of the story to make it more compelling would be to have Johnny go so far to the dark side that he becomes the thing he hates, which is to become yep. like a Champa. So, yep. yeah, I this is great. This is I'm so happy that they went with that angle. I'm curious to see what we get in terms of a Johnny Gargano, uh, Alistair Black feud, if that has as much uh, intensity as Johnny and Champa, which I think could be. I think it's a number one contender kind of situation. You know, they they pit Black and uh, Gargano against each other, and the winner gets to go up up against Champa at uh, War Games. And then do we see like that, that really makes sense? Velveteen Dream and, and Lars Sullivan. Then maybe they they oscillate on the outside, or it becomes a, a, a fatal four way or something for the number one contendership. Sure. Well, all I know is we or have... maybe maybe it's a gauntlet. Who knows? But yeah, it's going to ultimately be Alistair versus Gargano for. To be the one to decide who goes to get uh, Chompa's title. I don't know. I think that'd be too soon to bring Johnny back into the title picture. I think he needs more time to be evil Johnny. But whatever. We've got war games coming up. Maybe maybe there won't even be. Um, they'll they'll all be in war games, and it, you know won't be either of those two guys. We'll see. Yeah. We still have four weeks to go. Uh, fantastic stuff on NXT this week. Oh yeah, and and it, and once again, just knocking it out of the park. Uh, moving on over to episode one hundred of two hundred five live. They hey, made it. They made, it, congrats, they made guys. it to 100. Started off with uh, Mike Ben uh, Canellis defeating Lince Dorado. Canellis is now. Is this the best thing for him to be on 205 I think Live? So. He he works a faster match. He 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 is leaned up. He's gotten clean. It. I, I think this is a good move for Agreed. him. Agreed. And there's no one else who's got a valet on 205 Live. It does make him stand out. You have Maria. Oh Maria, Maria, Maria. Uh, oh. Her, oh, calm down. <laughs> It does. It does Man, work. She, for him. she looks good too. Post post. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he does on 205 Live. I think it could be a good look for him. It's better than main event. So you know. Yeah. Uh, also this week, so building up to the big main event this week, we had a bunch of promos. Uh, we had the Brian Kendrick warning Jack Gallagher that he's going to come for him now that Gallagher betrayed him along with Gulak. Uh, Leo Rush says that even though he lost that five way match last week, it doesn't mean anything because that's just luck. He's still undefeated in singles matches. And Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy were backstage. Uh, Nice will be involved in next week's number one contender match. Uh, he's basically there to play spoiler for Buddy Murphy. Uh, they both say that Nice will win that. But then when Nice says that uh, he might be the champ at some point, Buddy Murphy just rolled his eyes. So mm. uh, we'll see what goes down with all of that. The big story this week on 205 Live, Hideo Itami versus Mustafa Ali in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, this was another barn burner to be the main event on 205 Live. Definitely worth checking out. You can just fast forward about halfway through the show and just watch this match because it is, they yeah. they went all out. The finish is sick. The finish of this match is sick. I will not spoil it here because I do want everyone to go watch this match. You should be watching 205 Live. It's a bunch of great stuff. This match was really hard hitting and as fun as you'd imagine it to be. These guys have built it well to be a, a real good grudge match. I think it's one of Atami's best WWE matches top three if not number one it, it was yeah was it's good, good to see Mustafa Ali back as well hell yeah uh, after his wherever whatever he was I we never really found out what ailment he had or what injury he had or whatever it was but it's good to see him back again all we ever saw was him sitting on a hospital bed 
Yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm anyway, glad he's back. Way to come back with uh, with Hideo Itami in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Dude. Yeah, man. Proving why he's one of the most underrated guys in WWE, I think. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on. We got to get hustling here. Moving on to New Japan. We are on the road to Power Struggle. Uh, Will Ospreay was supposed to face Taichi for the never open weight belt, but his ribs are messed up. The whole match was just canceled. They just canceled the match outright. They didn't do a replacement match. No new guy to face Taichi. It just got canceled. Uh, so mm. that sucks, and I hope Will Ospreay gets better quickly. He had to drop out of a couple things as a result of this, and it's rare that guy is too injured to work. You know, he's he's always hurting somewhere. He's kind of always injured. Uh, a little bit. That's just the style he works, but yeah. you know what? I appreciate him doing it. He's one of the best performers in the world, so get well quick, Will Ospreay. Uh, Jay White has now officially been named the new leader of Bullet Club. This blew my mind. So... Uh, there's, well, there's been all kinds of shufflings around. He announced, Jay White not only is now the leader of Bullet Club, he's also apparently got an inside man still in chaos. So there's still lots of, of skullduggery and plot to go with this whole Jay White and uh, and Okada and Gato and so all this stuff. Are, are Cody and the Bucks splitting off? Are they now completely... Are they still in Bullet Club? So I, I, they've been positioning the Elite as being a separate entity for a while now. They've been slowly building it to be a separate entity. Uh, and with the Gorillas of Destiny kind of splitting off and calling themselves the OG Bullet Club and kind of essentially taking on the mantle of Bullet Club because they were the guys who started it, the Elite is now even more so a separate entity with Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and Hangman Page, and those guys. It's a separate entity. Alt- Marty Skrull. And I think it makes sense. Skrull, yeah. It makes sense because Bullet Club is better as a heel faction, and Jay White brings it back to its roots with the Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, like, you know, a, a, a gaijin with a bunch of, of other foreigners running rampant. It makes sense. Uh, also, it makes sense for the elite because now they have full control over their merch, and Bullet Club is tied to New Japan, and the elite merch can be all theirs. So yeah. they've been moving away from hmm. doing the, the Bullet Club symbology on their shirts. So it does make sense. Um, so good plot there. We also know that uh, Ring of Honor's Global Wars Toronto is coming up. He's defending his New Japan U.S. title against Trent Beretta at that show. Uh, Cody. He's, Cody's now the oh, U.S. Okay. Uh, champ for New Japan. He's defending that against Trent Beretta at Ring of Honor's Global Wars Toronto. Uh, speaking of other companies being involved with New Japan, so right now, Tomohiro, is, uh, Tomohiro Ishii is your Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion. He just won it recently from Minoru Suzuki. Uh, they are going to have their rematch at Power Struggle coming up. And oh this has been going on all year between these two. They are fun to watch every time if you like people hitting the absolute crap out of each other. They're the definition of modern strong style. If you like people just beating the crap out of each other, that's going to be a match to watch. They're the definition of uncomfortable strong style. <laughs> My favorite kind. Uh, yeah. Finally, also, after weeks and weeks of speculation, Don Callis is officially back in New Japan. Yay. Yeah, that was kind of sad. He wasn't announced as being the announcer for anything going forward for the rest of the year, including at Wrestle Kingdom. There was some rumors that he had tension with New Japan Brass, uh, I don't know if it was Jericho or who it was who st- or or, or uh, Kevin Kelly who stepped in and you know put their neck on the line for it, but uh, it looks like he'll be back calling the upcoming events, which I'm very happy about. Callis was fantastic with Kevin Kelly, and he was very sorely yep. missed. So that's our that's our New Japan well, news for right now. We we did already give our picks uh, with regards to the Mayan Classic final in at uh, at Evolution this Sunday. 
But we still do. We still want to go through uh, what went down on this week's. We episode have to. We have to talk to, about. Uh, we have to talk about Mayon. Okay. So let's talk about Mayon Classic. Uh, yep. Let's rip through it. Tony Storm versus Mako Satomura. Obviously, we know from talking about it earlier that Tony Storm did pick up the victory here. Um, botched calls again. Cole saying it was their first time ever meeting, even though just prior in their face-off, they mentioned how they had met before and it was a draw. They just said it, Cole. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it was a fantastic match. Bunch of memorable moments. Um, Tony's, uh, that submission move that uh, Tony had on Mako, uh, it was like it was an STF of some sort. Uh, good looking, right. A good-looking one, John Cena. And uh, it was great because Mako <laughs> actually had to drag herself to the ropes. It wasn't like Tony feeding her the ability to drag. Mako actually had to drag her body to the, the ropes. That looked great. The sequence where they both fired up at each other was awesome. The sequence of kickouts was great. I don't know. What did you think about this match, man? I, I loved it. I thought it was, it, you know, now that we know the outcome and the final that we're going to get, Tony Storm is going to have to go through all three of the Japanese legendary Japanese uh, competitors in this tournament. She had to go through uh, uh, Satomura here. Uh, I can't remember the other one's name, and I don't want to butcher the pronunciation of it. Can you help me out there? Uh, which one are we talking about? Hey, uh, hey, as it, uh, oh, goodness. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to say it, because there was one that she faced prior as well, and now she's going to have to go up against Io Shirai. Three, the three Japanese uh, female superstars that were that were in this tournament. She's she's faced in uh, after beating Io Shirai, no brainer. Uh, you talking about Hiroyo Matsumoto? All three of them, Matsumoto. Yes, thank you very much. Um, so that was this is the that was one of the things that stood out for me. Uh, this is just this was a fantastic match. This is exactly what you want uh, women's professional wrestling to be. It's a great example of that. It's not all just bubblegum and gossip and you know the, all the goofy kind of stuff that you might see on the main roster every now and then. This legit, this, these kinds of matches. This is what I'll say about this match, and we can move on. This, these kinds of matches legitimize. If there was ever any question of, of anything like that, it legitimizes uh, uh, women in professional wrestling and their capabilities. And and I'm, that's what I love about this kind of stuff. It's not all goofy soap opera stuff. Uh, this to me is a shining example of. Dare I say a, a, a fantastic, perfect match? For Agreed, these and I thought this was one of the top three matches in the tournament. Uh, I yeah. still think uh, Mako and Mercedes is the number one, but this this has totally. an argument for number two or number three. A fantastic match. Yeah. The emotion at the end, especially, was really, really heartfelt, and it got me very involved in it. Um, there was a question whether or not uh, Tony Storm should have still done the suicide dive after Tegan oh. Knox, but. You know, anyone complaining about that, look, dude, they do the suicide dives all the time. It's very rare that something like what happens to Tegan Knox happens. Uh, there's lots of moves that they do that could injure themselves. You know, why pick on the suicide dive just because we just just yeah. because we just saw it happen. So calm down. Uh, we also had yeah. Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. Obviously, we know that Io won this one. Was this match decent considering how short notice they had? Because Knox, I mean, they recorded all this. They taped all this the same night. They found like Knox got injured earlier the same night, and they had to put this match together in a matter of literally minutes. Was this a decent match for for the brevity of time that they had to put this together? I mean, sure. The, these two are fantastic. Um, it I can see them just sitting there for five minutes and going, "Okay, you're going to do this, then you do that, and then you do that. Okay, done." 
and, and figuring out how to make this done. The, the interesting part of this is, is for me, is Io Shirai going going over Rhea Ripley here. Um, I fully, even I didn't cheat. I, you know, I said at the beginning of the of this tournament that when we were talking about it, I wasn't going to look up anything. And in the back of my head, once I saw the brackets and the way they were laid out, I said Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. And the only kind of asterisk there was they're both from they're both Australian. That was the point I made when I was like, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. But the way the brackets lined up, it, it was a possibility, and I went, that's the top two ladies in this tournament right now. Well, here's the interesting thing is that we don't know who was, we don't know who was booked to win Io Shirai versus Tegan Knox, but Tegan Knox was booked to beat Rhea Ripley. Yeah, okay. So that was the original booking of it, uh, which, is, which is really sad. They are very Tegan. high on Tegan Knox um, for they obvious were. reasons. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be as high on her with two busted wheels. Well, of course, you know? of course. So uh, we'll we'll see how she recovers. Speaking of which, we do have an update on her injury. She dislocated her kneecap when she first came down. Apparently, it popped out of place, but popped right back in. It reset itself right away. But she tore her MCL and LCL, completely tore her ACL and both meniscus. Uh, apparently, one of the meniscus had a lightning bolt shaped tear. She had bone contusions and a uh, fracture on her left tibia. Yow. She just, so, her, basically, her leg exploded. But exactly. Her, she had a Seth Rollins level. It, his wasn't even this bad. No. no. I, I've torn Joey both Janelle, of my this is Joey Janela. Yeah, I've torn both of my meniscuses in my right knee, and it put me down for eight weeks. Like, I couldn't put weight on it for eight weeks, and then I had to do six months of therapy, and that was just my meniscus. She tore all three of her knee ligaments. Yep. I'm sorry to say she's gone for a while. That leg explode, and again, one wonders how much more damage she did to it by continuing to work the match. You know, props, props to her for bravery for getting back in there and working that match, but it was, you know, it was just... It hurt to watch her do that and possibly have injured herself more yeah. by, by taking more of those moves. So hopefully just right now, that's at least nine months out <sighs> with just with that. That's, you know, like I said, that's Joey Janela levels of destroyed your knee. Uh, so we have uh, the finals, Tony versus EO. Uh, we already gave our picks for that, who we think is going to win. Yep. So I don't think we need to go back and revisit that. We need to head Hashtag over Tony and, time. Uh, we need to go over and really quickly talk about the NWA 70th anniversary show, which happened. Uh, we're going to rip through this. Willie Mack, the Mack from, uh, from Lucha Underground, is your inaugural national champion uh, after defeating Samuel Shaw in the finals of the tournament. Willie Mack, look at him. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. This was the, the debut of the national championship. The belt itself is very cool looking. You could say it's and- the return of the Mack. I think that oh. joke may have been made once or a thousand times before, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Tim Storm, former NWA champion Tim Storm, won a Kiss My Foot match with Peter Avalon. Ew. And both Peter Avalon and his manager didn't just kiss Storm's foot. They rubbed their faces. They got their faces rubbed on Tim Storm's foot. Ugh. It was... Uh, Jazz, who is still wrestling, Wow. Uh, she retained her women's title over Penelope Ford. Afterwards, Jazz released a statement saying she doesn't give she doesn't give a crap what match she's in. She wants the big gold belt as well. She is potentially challenging for the ten pounds of gold. Uh, that could be cool. Are they going to yes. start doing inter- intergender matches in NWA? That would be a very interesting uh, new wrinkle for NWA. And finally, in the big match, Nick Aldis versus Cody in two out of three falls for the NWA Heavyweight Championship. Nick Aldis 
beats Cody to regain his title. This was very surprising to me. Uh, it was surprising to a lot of people. It made them people wonder if All In was just a kind of a, uh, a grab for the pop, like just to get Cody the pop. If it's something where this is best for business because Cody just couldn't keep up with the schedule for NWA, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The NWA champion has to travel around, and Nick Aldis wasn't really doing a whole lot else. That was the best thing for him. You get to travel everywhere and, and, and work for NWA, and it, it wouldn't have made sense for Cody, who's going back and forth with New Japan and Ring of Honor, all the other stuff he does. It didn't seem to make sense when they first put the title on Cody, other than from a history standpoint. Yeah. So it does make sense to put it back on this uh, Nick Aldis here. It does. It kind of sucks in some ways. You know, it doesn't. It's like oh, well, but at the same time, if you step back and look at it, look at it from a business standpoint, it does make sense, and it makes Nick look good uh, by beating the guy who beat him. You know, I'm also going to throw out there: Cody might want a vacation for a month or so. That dude's been <laughs> busy. That dude's had a year, and they yeah. pulled off the miracle of All In, which has which went over gangbusters. So yeah, let let Aldis carry the belt. Let Cody can go have Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we'll see him. I don't know Wrestle Kingdom or something we'll, like that. We'll I, see I, him at we'll see him at Ring of Honor Global Wars because he's got to defend that U.S. belt from New Japan. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, but <laughs> after that, no let, take a break, Cody. You you've earned it, dude. <laughs> no breaks. Yeah. The so the uh, the broadcast of the 70th anniversary show had some really nasty audio problems. They did, however, fix them, and the uh, stream that is up right now that you can watch. Uh, they fixed the audio problems on. Cool. So, yeah, so you can hear Cornette and all of his glory. Uh, we also let's Nick. Let's move on. We got to get to our listener questions here. Yes, I'm going to lead them to you. How about that? Sure. Uh, so starting off from Will James. By the way, before we get into these, if you guys want to submit your listener questions, go over to Patreon, sign up for Patreon so that uh, you can give your listener questions to the show. We'd love to have them. We'd love to answer them. Thank you to everyone who submitted this week. Uh, starting off with Will James. Any chance we see Drew sneak into the main event at Crown Jewel as a triple threat? Or do we possibly see him as the next challenger if, when, Braun takes the belt? You know, I I almost brought this up earlier when we were talking about Monday Night Raw. And now that Roman has, what has happened with Roman has happened, and we have the little sub-feud going on with Drew and Braun, it would make a lot of sense. And I remember having that gut feeling that we're probably looking forward to that uh, since we've got still two got two weeks to build on it, <sighs> I don't want it to happen. I want to see Braun and Brock straight up with no interference, and I'd love to see them just ha- just go at each other. Um, I'd like to see Drew after that because Brock's going to go off to UFC and do something. I don't think he's going to win here, but we'll call those when it happens. I, I think Drew is a fantastic next opponent for for Braun Strowman, and I'm looking forward to their feud. Yeah, you know, I actually agree. I, I think I did mention briefly that a Drew-Braun uh, title feud, if Braun wins at Crown Jewel, which I think he should, uh, I think that could be a, a great first feud for Braun Strowman as champion, as universal champion. Hell yes. Uh, I think it'd be great. I don't. I don't think it would be good to have Brock take the title right now. I could see them putting the title on him closer to when he gets back into UFC. They do seem to be teasing the idea of a double champion and how fun that would be. And that would be kind of fun to see the WWE belt in the UFC. That'd be hilarious. Uh, but that being said, I think right now the, the money match would be uh, Drew versus Braun. I don't see them inserting Drew into the, the triple threat, uh, but it could happen. Uh, they've got two weeks, and it certainly seemed this week like Drew and Braun are becoming a thing. 
So if they wanted to go back to the triple threat scenario and have a long black haired gentleman in it, Drew would certainly be a way to go. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had uh, Dominique Jacques, who says, welcome back, Nick. Yay. Thank hey. you, Dominique. And uh, if you had to book the Royal Rumble for this weekend, who would be your pick to win in main, to main event WrestleMania and why? Ooh. So let's say WrestleMania was next month. Royal Rumble is this weekend. Who wins goes to WrestleMania? Main events WrestleMania right now. Dean Da-da-da-da. Ambrose. Ooh, Ambrose, really? Dean Ambrose is going to go. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say is uh, that was the first one that popped in my head because I was going down the roster. No, 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 no. Yes, Dean, Dean Ambrose. Or I'm going to. I'll put this out there too. Uh, the only reason I don't say anybody from the, you know the surprise entrances, whether they're legends or whether they're uh, NXT call ups, is because of the main event of WrestleMania stipulation. I don't think they. It's going to be somebody that can carry that belt. And I was going down the, the, the kind of top of the card. I think Dean. I think Dean's going to get a pretty big push. He was out for the year, and I, I think he's back, and he's back in a big way, as we as we saw this week. How about See, you, man? I, I, I think that Dean would be a good choice, but I actually think it will be another Shield member. I would think Seth Rollins would do it right now. Um, alternately... Because typically uh, the Royal Rumble winner seems to go for the WWE belt, uh, I could see a twist in having Miz win it right now. I'm going on a limb there. Mm. Miz sneaking a win because it's been a while since we've had a heel win the Royal Rumble. A proper heel, not a, not a Boo Roman Reigns heel, but right. a proper heel win the Royal Rumble. Uh, and I think it's high time that they just accept the fact that some Royal Rumbles need to end with the audience being pissed and just, you know, go right into it and get that huge amount of heat on Miz. That could be a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, Royal Rumbles have been tough to pick lately because they've there's so much weight now being put on when you win it. Like, it's such a big deal that it limits the people that could possibly win. And okay, I think let's do the bad. same thing I, for the women real quick well, as, I, as, a, I, as a gag. Real quick, I actually called Drew McIntyre to be the Royal Rumble winner, I think, a month or two ago. I said, like, when it actually happens in, in February or January, whenever it is, I said it was going to be Drew McIntyre. The way things are going right now, I might double down on that. I don't think he should. He, he would win it now if we had it this weekend because he's already kind of in the title picture if Braun wins, as we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a chance Drew might be the champion by the time we get to the Royal Rumble at this pace. Ex- <laughs> exactly, so... Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. The women, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll throw it back to you with uh, let's uh, just just for funs, ah, funsies. Throw throw it back. Uh, same exact thing for the women's Royal Rumble that we're probably going to have as well in January. Oh, for who, crying who do you out have, loud! If it happened right now, the women's Royal Rumble, who would you pick? Ember Moon. I'm going to double my... down on my pick from last year and go Ruby Riot. Oh wow! Okay, you're going for the heel for the women. All right. Yep. You're going to keep picking Ruby Riot until she wins that damn thing, aren't you? My God, until she sits John Cena all over again. (laughs) Ride that train off the cliff. No, I think she's. I'm seeing them. The Riot Squad's coming together. They're starting to look like really good professional superstars and and working those matches and the things together. Ruby, especially, is is just ratcheting up. Like I knew she would as soon as she came out. Man, I'm I'm uh, I'm really high on Ruby Wright again. No, uh, you're riding that train, but you must be high on cocaine. But we got to move <laughs> on over to other news here and and, and get out the. We got to get out of here, Nick. We got to get out of this show this week. Let's do the lightning round of beep, other beep, news. Beep, 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 beep. Fresh fresh down the pipe. PWG 
had its Smokey and the Bandito event this weekend, and we had a match between Jeff Cobb and Walter. Walter was the champ. No longer Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, your new PWG champion. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. He can now afford to get even more of that delicious aroma that he sprays all over himself. Well done, Mr. Cobb. Uh, I guess I know what uh, what bumper I'm playing at the top of the show today. <laughs> when you put the show together, you know who's yes. getting the bumper. Oh, That's yeah. right. Uh, Jeff Cobb is the man now in PWG and very well-deserved props to Jeff Cobb. Yes. Uh, it has also been announced that the first television special for the Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Woken Universe is set to air this Sunday after Evolution. If you didn't know. Wait, a, what? A house, what is this? House Hardy Halloween special. It's it's the Woken Universe special, the first one. It's happening after Evolution this Sunday. That that might be, be that might one up Evolution. I know. That might be better than the actual pay per view. I know. How great is this? So that is happening. Oh boy. Uh, I, I, it's kind of been under the radar. It was announced by WWE, but they haven't really done a lot of promotion about it. I uh, well, they'll probably promote it during Evolution, but we'll see. Uh, we haven't really covered the mixed match challenge a lot. Uh, just we haven't had time. But, yeah. Kurt, but I'll run down the standings really quickly. Over on the Raw block, Ember Moon and Braun Strowman uh, have 2-0. and Mickey James and Bobby Lashley are 2-0. and Bailey and Finn Balor are 2-1. and Alicia Fox and Jinder Mahal are 0-2. And Natalia and Bobby Roode are not glorious. They're 0-3. What happened, Bobby? What happened? Uh, SmackDown block, Asuka and The Miz, uh, just like last year, they're undefeated 3-0. and Charlotte Flair and AJ Styles also unsurprisingly undefeated at 2-0. Naomi and Jimmy Uso 1-2. And, and Carmella and R-Truth, very popular, but not good at winning. They're 0-2. Lana and Rusev also, oof, 0-2. Brutal. Oof. Brutal, brutal. Uh, let's see. Pack Neville is back. He's starting to book indie dates besides Dragon Gate. We obviously knew he was back in Dragon Gate. Yeah. Uh, and he's also booked now at OTT in Ireland and at Big League Wrestling in the UK. He's working some of those events as well. So he is getting his feet back in the uh, in the indies there. Uh, speaking of shows that are going on this weekend, the uh, Jericho Cruise, the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Oh, it's cruise. finally happening? It's happening this weekend. Yeah. Uh, okay. And they're having what's called a Sea of Honor tournament. Uh, oh God. Yes, which is which looks like a lot of fun. The uh, the bracket is online at the Jericho Cruise webpage. Um, really quick, and just looking down this, it looks pretty fun. There's a lot of interesting guys involved. Dalton Castle's involved. Christopher Daniels, Marty Skrull, uh, Flip Gordon, the Briscoes. Oh, you could have Marty Skrull and Flip Gordon facing each other here. That could be interesting. Th- that's going to happen. Marty Skrull, Flip Gordon. Uh, Flip's not losing to Silas Young, and Marty's not losing to Rhett Titus. So <laughs> exactly. So Marty, yeah. Marty and Flip are going to face off. I'm pretty sure, and that will end up. They'll, they'll probably end up being uh, one of them versus Dalton Castle. Although I can't imagine that guy is feeling 100. Um, percent no, I was going to say, could we could we end up with Flip Gordon and like Matt Tavin on that left bracket? That's interesting. Uh, maybe, maybe it's possible. Uh, Adam Page, Cheeseburger, Beer City Bruiser, uh, Kenny that, King also wait, wait, involved. Stop. Who who is Cheeseburger? Did you not who know who Cheeseburger? I I'd never heard of Cheeseburger. You need to watch more Ring of Honor. He's great. He's great. Maybe. Yeah, okay. he's great. Uh, so this all will be streaming on Fight TV and Honor Club, Ring of Honor, Honor Club, if you are if you are a member of that. So that's how you can check out the Jericho Cruise if you're not one of the people on the cruise ship. It is sold out, so unless you have your tickets, you ain't going on the cruise. 
A few more news and notes here. Sasha Banks this week on the Maria Menounos show confirmed what her injury was. The mystery injury. We couldn't figure out what it was. It was concussion-related trauma. Apparently, she was having hallucinations, trouble sleeping, was unable to concentrate while driving. Uh, So she needed some rest and some time off. And apparently, she's feeling much better now, hence why she is back and has been competing recently. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's nothing to mess around with. So glad that she is feeling better there. Uh... So with Roman Reigns' cancer announcement, Samu Anuai, one of his relatives, reveals that he has stage four liver cancer, and he's been fighting that for a while. He's actually been selling T-shirts to raise funds for research, not for himself personally, but he's been selling uh, Anuai Strong T-shirts for cancer research. He's actually just waiting for a transplant donor to be able to get a new, uh, a new liver. So poor guy. Um, speaking of cancer, while we're on cancer, a lot of that going around. Jim Ross yesterday underwent skin cancer surgery. We don't know how. We don't know what that could have just been like a little lump. I was going to say, did he have a mole removed or something? Uh, you know, probably. That's probably. What is this news? Yeah, that's probably <laughs> what it was. I just thought, hey, it's cancer. We're reporting on it. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Lashley might be injured. He is rumored to have a separated shoulder, but he's uh, he's been working through it. Who knows if that would actually slow him down that much? You know, he might just yeah. be working through it. People have worked through less, uh, have yeah. worked through more. People have worked through cancer, apparently. Um, also, let's see, NXT UK is blowing out the doors. It debuted at the number one spot on the WWE Network. NXT May Young Classic Super Showdown and 205 Live round out your top five. So good to see a lot of those being watched as much as they deserve to be. Very nice. And finally, I'm not going to call this news and notes. I'm going to call this a strong rumor. It is being rumored that with everything going on with all members of it, they might reunite the Wyatt family. Be the smartest thing they could do. It would be the best thing they could do for everyone involved. The Bludgeon Brothers was only worked because of the talent. The gimmick was stupid. Uh, Bray Wyatt has been DOA for a couple of years now. Uh, years. Uh, years. I said a couple years. Yeah, and uh, the best thing that could happen to him is just go back to their roots of being really creepy and dominant. Play those sketchy, crazy promos again for about six months, though, of him just in the rocking chair in the barn, like they did when they debuted. Build that shit back because I loved that stuff. Well, when they actually debuted, I was like, oh, what? What happened to the creepy barn and the rocking chair? And the- what happened? <laughs> Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know if they should. Uh, they should probably find something new to do with it because uh, that would seem seem a little trite if they kind of went. I think we would get sick of it real quick. But I wouldn't yeah. mind. The, I wouldn't mind the rocking chair coming back. Um, but them getting back to their horror roots would be really nice. And as we end our show today, Nick, and we talk about things that are horror, it is the season of horror. It is the Halloween season. And if I may, yes. if I may take a quick second. If you've made it all the way through to this point of the show, thank you very much for sticking with us through this nice, long Welcome Back Nick show. Uh, if you are in the spirit for the Halloween season, I have another podcast that I'm doing for the Halloween season. It's called Horror Palooza right here on the Orbital Jigsaw Network, produced by Mr. Nick Howell. And thank you for your help with that, sir. You're welcome. Uh, You're it welcome. Is, I'm doing a 31 for 31 Halloween movie challenge. I'm watching 31 horror movies in the month of October and reviewing them on this four-part podcast. It's a lot of fun. I've already watched a ton of great movies that I haven't seen before. Uh, And if you want to check that out, it is on all the same platforms as Busted Wide Open. You can check out Horrorpalooza on any one of those. 
So. And he's not kidding, guys. He does it every year. This is the first time he's putting it in podcast form, and it's really, really good. You will enjoy it if you like horror movies, especially a lot of them that even I have never heard of, and I consider myself a bit of a cinephile. I've had to. So I, did, it, I have rules. I have rules for my marathon. One of the rules is I can't have watched any of the movies I watched in the previous five years. So I'm being forced to watch all these movies I've never seen before and go out on a limb and I've found a ton of really good slept-on movies over the last few years, and this year too. Yep. So it's it's been a lot of fun. But you so. make it a lot of fun as well because you involve the listeners and you're giving the feedback and interaction and stuff like that. So guys, definitely go check that one out if you can uh, if you can stomach some some gore and some terror. Yeah. This Halloween holiday this holiday season. Yes. I'll say. <laughs> For those of us that love Halloween. Well, guys, Evolution is this Sunday, and we will definitely have a reaction show up for you on Monday, pending any other catastrophes no, I may run into over the wood. next two weeks. But we're pretty well settled at this point. Uh, at least I have a cave now that I can podcast safely from. Plus, I guess we're going to be talking about Crown Jewel next week, maybe, Yeah, well, if it still whether, keeps going on. Whether it's in Riyadh or not, like there will be more advancing with the news on Crown Jewel. Uh, and we'll have our regular show this coming Thursday. Nick, looks like you're, like you said, barring any, any major issues, Nick is back. Um, if there are any major issues, obviously JB will be back to cover you, but hopefully you'll be back for that because that will be, let's see, actually, Evolution is going to be our 100th show. Our evolution, uh, our evolution recap show will be our hundredth yep. show, sir. So yep. uh, our our one hundred and one wow. will be next Thursday, and we'll we'll do a little celebratory something for that. Um, but yeah, come back and check us out there. Make sure that you also check us out at our Facebook discussion group. We have a lot of fun talking about everything to do with this show and professional wrestling, sports entertainment on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bwo. Yes, some uh, awesome tiers over there. For the $5 tier, you can get in and see show notes of every episode uh, as we see them ourselves, as well as get the opportunity every week to send in listener questions for us to read out and answer. I give our opinions on right here on the show. And as always, go over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash busted wide open. Don't forget to hit the little bell so you get notified anytime we put up a new video. Last but certainly not least, if you want to buy some sweet swag, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash store. You can find some t-shirts, mugs, stickers, all that good stuff to let everyone know that we are your favorite wrestling podcast. Good grief. And if you've made it this far, thank you for sticking with us on this marathon return episode for Nick Howell. Yes. This might be our longest episode ever, sir, but certainly packed with content. And, yes. uh, and it was a lot of fun having you back. Once again, thank you for J- to JB for sticking up, uh, to, for coming in and handling you, it JB. while you were gone. But welcome back, sir. Good to have you back on the show. And thanks to all of our listeners for sticking with us during this transitional period. Yes. But I'm Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude again. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, nobody stop the damn match. This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.